Welcome to the Going Merry Podcast, the number one One Piece review podcast on the internet. My name is Derek, and I am one of your hosts, and as always, I have my two fantastic friends that are complete assholes. Amanda, how are you today? Uh, I'm a little sad because I left my banana pudding at my friend's house after their cookout today, so. <laughs> Nainer pudding? Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. I'm sure I'll get it later. <laughs> Whitney's really cringing right now. <laughs> Whitney, how I like are you? I feel like you're making fun of me a little bit there. I, with that I, I am not at all. Okay. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. Okay. And today we have a very special guest with us, Matt of the Varian Vendetta podcast with us. Matt, it's great to have you here with us. How are you? Hello, I'm good. I'm about to become public enemy number one in this episode. (laughs) I love it. I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. (laughs) So this week we watched episode one, Romance Dawn. Matt, I'm going to go to you last. Okay, we're going to build this shit up here. (laughs) Uh, Whitney, what do you think of this episode overall? Um... It was okay. Just okay? I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) So Friday night, I had to work really late. I got home at like midnight and I thought about going to sleep because I didn't get to watch it when it first premiered because of work and late nights and all. And I just sat my hind in right down on the couch and watched it till 2 a.m. I couldn't stop myself. I watched two episodes. So um, I wasn't sure what to expect. You know, I'd watched the trailer. I tried not to watch any clips or anything. Um, cause I usually with any movie or show, I'll watch one trailer and be done with it. Cause I feel like a lot of people release a lot of info about movies nowadays and kind of ruin the surprises. But, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really like how it established the world. It's so different than the anime, but so similar in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Um, I was just really excited to watch it and I had a good time. Okay. Okay. Cool. Amanda, what'd you think? I liked it a lot too. And um, similarly, I had a very long day the day that it came out. So I didn't get home until late. And then um, I watched a bunch, watched a few episodes. And then over the next couple of days, I watched all of it. So okay, <laughs> so you're completely done. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought that they, I thought that they cast everybody very well. So mm-hmm. I was okay. feeling that anyway, but just seeing it play out. Um, I think they did a good job with that. Okay. Well, I watched episode one on Thursday morning, like as soon as I woke up, like I'm pretty sure I jumped in the shower to get ready for work and then watched it before I left for work. Um, I was really excited to watch it. Uh, I was definitely enjoying a lot of it. Um, There were also things though, like, well, I did like a lot of it. I also have some nitpicks that things I was not a fan of, um, just as uh, as in like comparing it to the anime. There are things that I like that the anime does a lot better. Um, but overall, yeah, I, I really, really liked it. And I think, well, Amanda and Whitney both said that they've watched most of it, if not all of it. Um, I am just going one episode at a time, so I have yet to see episode two which I will be watching as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> um, but overall, yeah, I'm, 
I really enjoyed it. I'm excited to uh, to see where it goes and to see what else is different from the anime. And lastly, Matt, but before I I hear what uh, what you thought of it, I'm I want to hear your experience with anime because like i'm glad you're asking me that because i had it lined up for you okay okay i had it lined up and y'all are not gonna like this at all okay so just letting you know matt so all all three of us we would all classify ourselves as non-anime people we don't really watch anime and then actually the only one i've ever seen except for pokemon (laughs) so um and then even our guests that have come on, like we have not had an anime person on yet. All we've had is non-anime people and all okay. of them have walked away liking at least the anime. Like you're the first person with the live action. So I can't say, and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's why you're here <laughs> to, to okay, get the, right. uh, to get the that, thoughts of someone that hasn't seen the anime. So anyway, that, that is a little bit better to hear because I thought y'all were all three anime people. No, no, none of us are. <laughs> So maybe y'all won't hate me as much, but maybe some of your listeners who are anime people probably will. Maybe they will. <laughs> well, I, the thing. they all need to remember that people are allowed to like things and people are allowed to not like things. Absolutely. Without being made to feel bad for it. Yes, please remember that. I'm begging you. And just um, watch you, what you say, Matt. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't freaking need to. Um <laughs> I have near zero uh, anime experience. Okay. I have I have five movies slash shows that I have here that I have watched uh, before this, and I'm just gonna tell y'all how how I felt after watching them. Okay. And they're all five pretty. I would say pretty popular. At least okay. four of them are. Um, so. First one, Neo Yokio. Don't know if y'all ever saw that. Never got, even heard of it. It was on. <laughs> it was on Netflix. It had Jaden Smith as the main character. A lot of anime people that I know said that it doesn't even really count as a real anime, but I I thought it was all right. Is it like a live action or is it? No, no, no. no okay, it, okay. It's so like it's, an it's, okay. it's like an actual anime, but it's like a Netflix original anime. Okay, I didn't know if it was like. Uh... I didn't know if it was like one of the anime, you know, anime adaptations, live action, because I haven't seen any others, but I've heard they're all shit. Yeah. Um, so the the second one is uh, the Cowboy Bebop movie. Okay. Uh, my friend peer pressured me into buying the DVD. I watched <laughs> like five minutes of it and did not like it, turned it off, and I don't remember any of what I watched. Wow, he, he got you to buy it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah um sorry i'm trying to go i'm trying to go up in in like shock value on these okay um so the next one is death note i will i have the box set of death note i watched i think all of it and i watched the live action remake on netflix and i thought i thought all those were all right i thought the live action remake was a little worse Mm -hmm. but i thought it was all all right it was pretty good i've i've heard that people weren't crazy about the live action yeah but i haven't seen it i know my daughter watched quite a bit of death note and liked it i've heard good things Mm -hmm. about it yeah i've always heard good things about the actual anime but the the netflix original from the anime people i know hated it they all hated it okay um and then so the last two i think are probably the most uh controversial um akira 
Okay, I've heard of that one. I've never seen it. I've watched it. Got bored, turned it off. Don't remember it. Okay. Apparently, that was a big. That's a big one in the anime community, from my understanding. I don't know. Um, and this one, I would say, is probably the most controversial. Spirited away. Okay, I've got, seen Spirit. Got super bored with it. Turn it off. Didn't like it. Okay, I've seen. I actually own that DVD. I do like that movie. I like it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's like. I don't, in my opinion, think it's like top top tier. Like I, I enjoyed it, but I also can see where someone would get bored with it or wouldn't like it. Like I, I completely understand that for sure. Okay, all right. So yeah, Andy, Amanda, y'all are y'all kind of like on the same boat with that. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen that. The only one I've, I've heard of is um, Death Note. Hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've seen Spirited Away. Kind of the same. Um, I guess I just don't have too much of an opinion on them because I've also seen Hell's Moving Castle. Um, and then, like, I always say on here, I the only other one I've seen is, like, Sailor Moon as far as anime goes. And that was when I was, like, five. So <laughs> Okay. All right, cool. So I, I'm not... I'm not totally alone here. That feels a little bit better now. No, you're absolutely not. And then, I mean, uh, you know, Annabelle has been one of our other hosts, so you know she's not an anime uh, oh, yeah. person. <laughs> so, like, yeah. or animation in general, really? I think yeah. she's just a big animation person. Period. That's fine. Yeah, she's 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 really just more uh, just a person. Um, and barely even at that wow um, um, but yeah near zero anime experience i don't i just don't i just don't really like it all that much i don't know why yeah same i but it, it took me even a while to get into one piece not because i didn't think it was interesting at first but the style it starts slow animation. and it's like it's got a and yeah the screaming that was the, my like, big problem i was saying that yeah. to my friends earlier that like I couldn't like the first I don't know 30 episodes probably it took me to until I got into it pretty well but the yeah. screaming I was like why the, can he just can we calm down with the screaming just it's a it's lot like an over exaggeration of of facial expression and sound mm -hmm. like especially like with Kobe if you think back to the very beginning Mm. And he would be crying and sniveling and there's snot and there's tears and it's like, uh, you know, this kind of yeah. overdone. And I, I was like, what is this? But then I don't know if it's gotten better as we've watched it or if it's just something I don't notice anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think Luffy's still screaming just as much as you should not noticing it anymore. Because <laughs> sometimes yeah. things happen where I'm like, oh, it's going to be another one of those things that I have to get used to. Like mm -hmm. the irritating voices, because I think like Kobe started out. He like he had a very mm -hmm. like high pitched. Hated Kobe. Nasally... God, we hated him, didn't we? I know yeah. we hated him so goddamn much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And still, Usopp has the that noise he makes that like ah when he's nervous. <laughs> you know, he kind of sounds. I don't know. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so with. That's my anime history, right? With all that being said, mm -hmm. what I thought about this show wasn't really a fan. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wasn't oh, really a fan. I mean, we can dig into it more as as we're going here. I'm curious to see what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. Oh, yeah. also, let me let me let me say, uh, yeah. One Piece was not included in that list. I've never seen One Piece at all, and 
any form, like never even seen clips of it. Mm-hmm. I had absolutely zero information going into this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd seen like a, a picture or something. Like I saw like the the announcement that the show was uh that when the show was announced or whatever. Um, so you didn't see a trailer or anything? No. See, I so- kind of am jealous of that in a way because I feel like if I'd have seen one piece without watching the anime i would have been like more surprised and like shocked at some things that happened i just I wonder if, makes... if it makes sense because i i, I yeah. thought it made <laughs> i thought it made sense but then i thought there were still some bits that could have made it make more sense mm-hmm. i do have, have some questions only... that's for sure have you watched more than one episode or did you just watch the one no i just watched the one okay gotcha yeah there like even that because there were some things I was looking at, because I was, like, trying to think about it from the perspective of a new watcher. Like, okay, do we, you know, are they answering this, you know, this question on on how this works or, or whatever, so on and so forth. And, like, I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, they answered all those questions pretty early in the anime, but also, one, this isn't the exact copy of the anime, and, and two, it was, like, over a 10 15 episode span that they started filling these in so mm-hmm. it would make sense if they don't quite fill fill that in in the first episode but mm-hmm. um yeah i definitely uh i definitely understand that for sure i might have some questions for y'all that that cool. you probably didn't even think of absolutely that's that's what we're here for i'm i'm curious on your questions because like that's yeah. i think so ichiro oda is who wrote one piece um and so one of the things that he wanted <clears throat> that he wanted the live action for um was the the fact that it might bring in new people to to his manga or to to the show um that you know cuz he knows some people are not anime people um and that's kind of why we're bringing a bunch of different guests on is for you know people that have never seen one piece before or read anything about it or something you know how do you feel about it as this being your introduction so we can get into all that but it sounds like it was yeah <laughs> i'm a little suspicious about that guy now that you say that because isn't this the the top selling piece of media of like all time uh he is a top selling author of all time yeah he's like up up there with william shakespeare yeah. But is it isn't One Piece like the absolute number one? Like it sold the most Franchise. units of anything ever. I think uh, so. Uh, it might least. be. I think he was like the number one author or something. Yeah, he's the number he's the number one selling author of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm talking about One Piece in general. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's just One Piece. He hasn't wrote anything else besides One Piece. And he also had a lot to do with the making of this live action too. He was like really heavily involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and like, you know, I have my nitpicks as well. I have things that I didn't like where I liked the anime more and, and stuff and you know, stuff that I didn't feel like was executed well, but you know, there was also a lot that I that I didn't enjoy, but yeah, that's who is kind of the mastermind behind all of it. <laughs> all right, are y'all ready to jump into it? We're always ready. I'm okay. <laughs> Um, so we are going to do this a little bit differently since we're reviewing one episode and not five. Um, so we're going to go a little bit more in depth with the scene by scene kind of breakdown. So weird. I know yeah. it is weird. I only have to watch one episode. My notes are a lot shorter than they normally are. Yeah. 
mine are a lot longer um and i think that's because i think that's because i was doing scene by scene stuff instead of very vague overall stuff you know um Mm -hmm. so and that's that's probably why um (laughs) all right uh logtown 22 years ago gold roger king of the pirates is raised to the execution platform shouts from the crowd ring asking where his treasure is his last words cover a hushed crowd as they rush to the sea in search of the treasure that Gold Roger left for the taking. So one thing I got excited about, I don't know if you guys noticed it or not, Ian McShane is the narrator for the show. I yeah. got <laughs> when I saw he was cast as the narrator, I got so damn excited. And I, I as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, Yes, that's the golden voice. voice. Yeah. Up there with like more pirates of the Caribbean as well. That's yeah, he was. He was uh, Blackbeard, yeah, Blackbeard, yeah, Um, John Wick. Yeah, he was. He was Mm -hmm. John Wick, that's right. Yeah, Game of Thrones. He was in Game, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was uh, he was with the Hound like after after Arya left the Hound. And then the like a season later, the hound comes back and he's like helping the colonials or whatever, building colonials. Yeah, <laughs> building a church. And then they the all revolutionary got war guys. Oh and then, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, they all got hung. And then so the hound tracked him down. No spoilers. And... Annabelle hasn't seen it. Oh, <laughs> it'll bump out. She'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll work. Close your ears, Annabelle. Yeah, don't pay attention. Let's keep ahead, Annabelle. <laughs> I, I, I have something um, okay. to get started in this. Okay. I did not realize that this was about pirates, and I would like to point out that I am, in fact, a pirate. Yes. Okay. Yo. My, my understanding of the definition of pirate is somebody who's committed a crime on international waters. Not going <laughs> to incriminate myself, not going to get into details, but I have done that. Okay. You have to tell us after the recording stops. Yeah. You're so spooning consider, with a jellyfish, weren't you? I consider myself <laughs> not getting into details. I consider myself a pirate. Okay. And you love rum. And I do love rum. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go into like a long speech and explanation like uh Matt Damon in The Martian whenever he <laughs> explains that he's a he's a pirate and asks everybody to call him Blondebeard. That is that is a uh good callback, but I can't do that. I'm not. I'm not Matt Damon. And I'm not on Mars right now. So and you don't do have that. a beard. And I don't have a beard. You got a mustache, but I was going to say blonde mustache. mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> you didn't have to tell us you weren't on Mars right now. Nobody would have known any different. <laughs> Sorry, I am on Mars actually, and I have absolutely great fucking reception. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not going into further details. You don't need to know. <laughs> I promise yeah. I am. I am on Mars. That's fine. NASA's gonna shut this shit down. <laughs> Star Force. Call Star Force. Exactly. What is called? Space you know Force. Space Force. Space Force. Star Force. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I like Star Force better. Isn't that the thing from Guardians of the Galaxy? I don't know. No. That's the the Nova Corps? That's it. Nova Corps. Oh my god, you dummy. <laughs> I was. I thought we were talking about Starlink, the satellites. That works. These are all over the place. Wow. We. I'm glad we are all on different pages here. This has turned into something completely different than pirates. <laughs> um. 
I just wanted to talk about this scene for so Michael Dorman is who played Gold Roger, and it like this scene is not something that we get at the beginning of the anime. Like it's kind of just briefly done in an introduction, and we don't actually get to see this this whole scene until like episode 51, 52, something like that. Um, so to start off with this scene, I thought was awesome. And I, th- I think I don't, I wouldn't have started off with it with any other scene, but Michael Dorman playing gold Roger. And as Whitney kind of already mentioned, a lot of anime is this over exaggerated facial expressions and, you know, and the screaming and stuff. And, in the anime, Roger has a very, very large smile on all the time, especially when he's about to get killed. Like, that's just his thing. That's what he's known for. He smiled. And Michael Dorman obviously could not put that big of a smile on because he's an actual person, not animated. But overall, I thought he nailed the the role of Gold Roger. Um, and that's... And that's it, being such an important character while we haven't seen him a lot he is the basis of this entire show and that speech up there is what started everything so i thought he did an absolutely amazing job uh with with that set up there on the platform whitney amanda matt any yeah (laughs) well okay so when i first saw the actor mm-hmm. gold Roger. i was like he's kind of not as imposing as mm-hmm. the anime version but then when he started to speak i was like okay I, I feel like they did a good job because he what was it the first thing he asked like do you have anything to say and he's like yeah take these off they're itching mm-hmm. the like the wooden handcuffs he was wearing um so he you could see like how carefree even you know getting ready to die um, in front of thousands of people. Um, yeah. When he started speaking, I thought he was perfect and he had, he didn't have the mouth, but he had that laugh, that like maniacal yellow teeth, mm-hmm. right? Like mustache laugh. And, um, I don't know. I kind of liked it, but was, and I'm trying to think back to the anime. I'm probably going to ask this a lot. Was that in the anime? Because I don't remember, but was Garp the one that was there announcing his execution? So I think he was there, but he was not on the platform with Roger. That was something different. Okay. I kind of liked that. I don't know, um, you know, as the this episode went on, Garp is a pretty central character, which I wasn't expecting. But I think it's interesting that they let him speak in a Scottish accent. I don't know why, but I kind of liked it. And But every time I heard him speak throughout this whole episode, all I could think of was Braveheart. Okay. <laughs> like, they'll never take our freedom. You know, that kind of, I don't know. But I like the way Garp looks, too. I know we're not talking about him yet, but um, he's I mean, very we can talk about him. Cut. Like, that clean-cut white suit. I like the way that the, the cape or whatever is draped <laughs> across him. I think that's really interesting. But um, And I think the town looked really good. Yeah, they did uh, a good job on that. The Logtown, is it Logtown or Logtown? Logtown. I've heard people say it different ways, but um, yeah, it's spelled like Logtown, but it's pronounced Logtown. Okay, it it looked really good. I thought Um, it looked lived in. Um, I thought it was funny that there were there was such a mixture of people in the audience that looked insane, like unreal, like anime characters, and then just like normal poor peasants 
you know, <laughs> like a period piece. Um, but yeah, I think the Gold Roger turned out to be a lot better than I was expecting. Amanda, what what about you? I thought he was good. Um, I'm just going to preface this entire section of live action episode do reviews it. that we do with I have a shit memory. So anything that happened like previously, I don't fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of the, like, I remember obviously who's on the crew, who are the main villain, villains, like where we have gone before, but any of like villain sidekicks, I forget everyone's name. Like I forget exactly who was where when like i i have a question about slightly later in the episode if said person was there this early i don't think so but it, i don't remember mm -hmm. so most of this when i'm watching it i'm just kind of like oh this is fun like i do remember that garp wasn't there this early on but for the most part i'm sure there are things that maybe didn't happen in, in the correct order like there are some things i remember didn't happen in the same place or whatever mm -hmm. but other things I just completely forget so I don't have any nitpicks for the most part with the way things were done because I just don't remember <laughs> okay <laughs> um Matt what were you thinking like during all this with Roger well I am kind of in a similar boat as Amanda except my boat's a little deeper underwater uh, I don't, I can't compare it to the original, so I don't mm -hmm. know, you know, but like Whitney was saying with the, with the big yellow smile, I did notice his teeth. Like that was something specific that I was like, man, that guy really does have some pirate looking teeth. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I thought it was fine, but this whole scene, while all this was happening, I did have one question that go I just it. could not let go of. It was there's there's pirates and public executions but then there's also people wearing baseball hats mm -hmm. yes what year is this <laughs> <laughs> so, That's a good question so there's also telephone snails <laughs> yeah um, yep, all that too it's <laughs> one of my notes so this is not like on our earth like it's its own world so there are certain things where like, yeah, they do have stuff like baseball hats, but as far as transportation goes, the only thing they have as far as transportation is ships. They don't have cars. They don't have planes or anything like that. The only way to travel is by ship or walk. Nope. No horses. <laughs> nope. Well, actually there, there are horses. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a horse and buggy though. They have like carts and stuff though. Like, I mean, yeah. they have the wheel. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a mixture of modern and primitive, kind of like older prehistoric, not prehistoric, but like, you know. Seventeen <laughs> hundreds. Okay. Yeah, like historic, yeah. I guess. Because okay. like the, the style of guns they have, I feel like are piratey. Like time. With the little cannons and muzzle like muskets and stuff yeah, yeah so balls instead of a bullet yeah so matt you, that's one thing that i know you would hate in the anime is they have muskets but they shoot them as fast as like a repeating rifle or something like just boom 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 yeah <laughs> that's, that's not how that works <laughs> no, it's, not, it's, it's really it's 
kind of funny. <laughs> it's frustrating, but it's funny. It's stupid. <laughs> I've literally never noticed that. Ever. You haven't? Oh yeah, they're all <laughs> they're all muskets that they shoot over and over and over again. It's like God, Listen, you got to reload. <laughs> I could not look at a musket and another thing and tell you what the difference is. <laughs> I don't know. Um, One looks like, really, really old. I mean, I yeah, I yeah. <laughs> Like uh, I can only make an educated guess, but what's that guy who's always hunting rabbits in the Looney Tunes? Elmer Fudd. Fudd. Elmer Fudd. Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Elmer Fudd's gun. That's 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 it. <laughs> yeah, you have to like, like stick a load and put a stick. Yeah, in yeah. You pour yeah. the gunpowder in. You you put the ball in. You stick the stick in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, now that I think about it, Elmer Fudd shoots a lot too without reloading. Yeah, I don't think he ever does. Actually, I, know. I don't, <laughs> I don't like remember I've ever seen him. It's been he a while since I've watched. Tells that. everyone to be quiet because he's hunting. Yeah, <laughs> very, very quiet. <laughs> I'm hunting rabbits. <laughs> I'm so glad we're still on this first scene. <laughs> I'll take us off the rails. No, no. Hey, that's, that's fine with me. <laughs> like we've um, never been off the rails. Ever. yeah exactly yeah that never happens <laughs> um so i don't know if anyone looked in the crowd uh yes. we saw mihawk yeah um i know matt doesn't know who that is so he probably didn't notice him <laughs> did you notice uh, a guy dude, with like big really sideburns. Cool sideburns no no okay, okay. <laughs> um and then uh we saw a young shanks you probably saw shanks later in the episode red hair straw hat if you went back and watched the beginning, he was in the crowd. I don't know why my voice just cracked there. Um, there were a few other people that it kind of focused on. One person, uh, I think, was Smoker, even though we haven't mm -hmm. seen Smoker yet. And, well, at least I haven't seen it yet since I've only watched this episode. Wendy and Amanda might have. Um, but I know it fo focused on a couple other people that... I don't know and I feel like it was focusing on them like they were something important and so that's the that's the different part about the anime and the live action is like I've seen this scene so many times in the anime because like they flat they flash back to it a lot from different perspectives so you always see like throughout the show you'll see different people that were there and because you know what everyone looks like like I, I know most of the people that were there at that execution so part of me is like is that this person that we haven't met yet or is that this person and it's like i don't i don't know because they're live action and they're played by different actors and stuff like that so it's like it's hard for me to say <laughs> who's who i tried to look at like a cast list to see if i recognized any names from characters that we haven't met yet and i have and i did not there was uh, one woman that they focused in on quite a bit yeah i kind of took that as like these were the pirates that they were focusing on because mm -hmm. he gives this speech about you know, go, go find my treasure and causes kind of a riot. Um, and I thought that was a really good way for them to show that this was the start of the pirate age that this mm -hmm. whole show is about, right. Um, to give people maybe who hadn't watched the anime to, to tell them how important this event was in starting this whole journey, right. That he caused a riot and you mm -hmm. can see who was a pirate cause they immediately run out. Mm -hmm. and start this panic and everybody else is just kind of going nuts but like that girl in particular i'm wondering if she was important because they focused in on her quite a bit 
Yeah, that was, a, I was wondering if she was someone that I was thinking of. So I, I looked through my, uh, through the cast list to see if maybe she was listed as someone, but I couldn't find her. So, um, and I went all the way to Baratier, uh, customer too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there was one thing that I really, really liked about, about this whole scene. And that was before Roger went down to his knees, he had a conversation with Garp and Garp mentioned to him, he's like, you brought this on yourself. And Garp said, you're right. And I'm about to bring it to everybody here. And I like the impact of that, just that little line, knowing that Roger was a thorn in the entire world government side for the past 20, 30 years. Like they have not been able to stop this man. He did whatever the hell he wanted. And just when they think they're done with him, he pulls this shit and literally just unleashes hell on the entire world with a couple words. <laughs> and you can see the panic on Garp's face. He's like, oh, yeah, shit. He's like, he's like fuck, what, did, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about the wanted poster that pops up? for gold roger yeah and go so, for like, it. this is a repeating thing throughout the episode every time that there's a pirate that's introduced the wanted poster pops up and i thought it was so cool this one just kind of floated away but later on each of those pirates interacts with the poster in some way and i thought that was one of the coolest parts mm -hmm. like every time it happened i got excited because i wanted to see what they did with it but his you couldn't see his bounty on it mm-hmm and I'm sure Derek already knows what his bounty I, is. I do know what his bounty is. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be the highest one we've ever seen. Um, but so far in this episode, <laughs> they look kind of <laughs> that's fucking understatement. We see. I think two I other ones. I want to say two more. Yeah, I think they look, you're right. I love how they did them. Mm -hmm. so so interesting that's such an interesting way to do it it kind of like tells you before you meet this person that they're they're a bad guy right or that they're wanted and that something they're formidable in some way but i thought that was really inventive for them to do that yeah i, I kind of got a a mad max slash borderlands kind of mm -hmm. vibe from the posters mm -hmm. okay cool more more borderlands just because it, it kind of like tells you who this character is without like going too deep into it mm -hmm. so i know i know borderlands is a game is it a movie as well it's a game i think they might be working on a movie question. okay okay I, I was gonna say i didn't know if there was already a movie out about it so definitely I a game yeah gotcha i have not i have not played borderlands so it's good I've seen, yeah i've seen mad max once like a long time ago so Unfortunately, I'm not too familiar with your reference. So it sounds awesome. <laughs> it does. Borderlands 2. Play that okay. one. Um, uh, any other comments on like this whole scene in general? I love the music. Um, okay. And actually, that goes for the whole episode. But when when the intro pops up, the the title card, I just think the music was really good. Like it's, and I don't always notice music in shows and movies, but I noticed it quite a bit in this episode. Okay. There yeah, is... I liked it a lot. I was kind of wondering how it was going to be because it's different from the anime style of scoring that they do on that. Yeah. It's but... almost like Matt, like the, the anime intro, <laughs> how would you guys describe it? It's more like 
Full House. <laughs> Rock. It's almost electronic sometimes, and sometimes it's guitar. It's it's not piratey. Yeah, no, it's all. like a it's like a pop song, and it's yeah. sung in Japanese. And it's got lyrics, so there's like people yeah. singing there. Yeah, there's lyrics to it. Yeah, so this is Full very House, <laughs> Full House synthesizer, K-pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. What I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> There's some songs, like some openings throughout the show that are really, really good. But yeah, like the first the first couple, they're the originals. You know, they're the ones that people remember, but they're also not as good as some of the later ones. <laughs> Is I'm it like, like really long, too? They're, they're different like two per minutes season? Long. Uh, yeah, they like change it like every 45-ish episodes. They'll change the oh, okay. opening every 45, and the 50 episodes. too change yeah and so the end credits change but they actually stop with end credits like around episode 200 250 and then they don't do end credits anymore did um, you know how many episodes there are matt of the anime there's over a thousand i know that yeah. there is actually 10 that is there's a little information i do know 1074 just hit on saturday so which if i'm being honest when i hear that this is the most sold piece of media ever I think a large contributor to that is how many episodes there are. I mean, it's. I think a. I think a, a large chunk of it is volume. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. And I, you know, I like. Well, I know I there's a lot actually, of actually. Well, yeah. I th- I think it's. I don't know how many. I feel like we talked about this before with like how many episodes, like only of the TV, like only of mm-hmm. the anime. Like, was that the one that's the longest running, or was it Doctor Who? Because Doctor Who has a shit ton, too. And I forget sure. what the answer is, but... I feel like we've talked about that on... as well, but I don't remember. Because it had a break, because it was on in, like, the 60s, and then mm-hmm. it took a break, and then it came back. The 60s? Yeah. It was, like, black and white <laughs> when it was, was first on. Yeah. Wow. Is the anime pretty consistent with keeping, like, quality over quantity? So... It it gets better as it goes on because like Oda is he learns from himself. He learns through experience. Like at the beginning, toward the beginning of the show, the fighting isn't necessarily super great. I mean, it's got great moments, don't get me wrong, but the fighting gets better as the show goes on because at the beginning, he didn't know how to draw fighting. Like, so he he learns as he goes. And then same with the storytelling. So like in the first 30 episodes of the anime, it's he wrote differently because at that point in time, he was expecting it to go 100 episodes instead of what it is now. And so like after episode 30, he changes his writing style because he's that's when he realized that he had something. So and that people were really enjoying it. So he starts getting a lot more in depth with his characters. Um, so like even where we're at right now in our review, we're on episode 92 and like for a little while after he is doing more world building than anything at this point. So it continues to get better and better and better as the show goes on, because like even in episode six, 700, you might, the main like antagonist of that area is someone that you've already known for 400 episodes and so he takes that time 
and put a, puts a lot of effort and depth and writing into his characters over time. So that way, whenever they do come to face off or whatever, you don't need, you've already got so much backstory. So there's all this buildup. He puts so much buildup into everything he does later in the show. And so it, it definitely late show is a lot better in the beginning. Though the anime does have pacing issues at, at certain points. So that's why we're skipping filler <laughs> in our uh, in our watch through. Crazy that there's that many episodes. Like just thinking about how, like what you just said was like that you've known a character for however many hundreds <laughs> of episodes. Like that's just I have never seen another <laughs> show do so much world building as he does, and it's it pays off. It's really impressive. I can definitely appreciate some good world building. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually. I guess it's like in Japan or something like that, like a, the largest university in Japan or something did a study or like uh, a poll or something like that. And Ichiro Oda is con- considered a top five genius in the history of Japan or something like that because of his writing in One Piece. It's, it is. Yeah. It's it's, pretty, that is pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Are y'all ready to move on? Yep. Yes. Cool. So, back in the present day, Luffy sets out to follow his dream to find Gold Roger's treasure and become King of the Pirates. However, he's off to a rough start as his small boat is sinking. He hops in a barrel, which later floats up to a sea battle between two ships. Pirate Captain Alvita raids a freighter in search of treasure and Roanoa Zoro. As Kobe later cleans uh, her bloody mace, Luffy pops out of the barrel and scares him. Luffy explains his dreams and what it means to be a pirate, and his next step is the Grand Line. Amidst his depart, Luffy got into a scuffle with Alvita and ends it easily. So, especially in this area of the show, because <laughs> there are lines that really stick out to me from this from this uh, confrontation in the show. <laughs> where I remember Luffy has no fucking filter at all <laughs> toward Kobe, toward Alvita, toward anybody. And so I was really surprised here. Like, surprised, but not surprised. Luffy 100% has a filter in this show. <laughs> He's being a lot nicer in in the live action than he is in, in uh, the anime, I think. <laughs> but... Well, and he's not—he's not an asshole, really. He's no. just very naive, and he we've just, described him as that before. He's not stupid. He comes yeah. off kind of stupid if you just like look at him overall. But like, he's just very honest and to a fault, right? Like you can see that with his discussion with Alvita. He's like, "Well, he said that you're mean and cruel," and I like, hate, I hate he that. doesn't realize that that's going to get Kobe in trouble because he's so he doesn't worry about anything Luffy is so carefree and naive um mm-hmm. so I feel like they brought that to the screen in a really good way because it took me a while to watching the anime to understand that that's what he's all about right mm-hmm. I thought he was just this annoying little kid who screams all the time mm-hmm. right and then and and there's a little bit of that in live action right he's a little annoying he's a screamer he is frustrating but i didn't um, get any of that if i'm being honest he didn't scream that much in the live action it was just the uh i'm gonna be king of the pirates there in the beginning yeah he did do that but no matt he does it all the time like he screams all the time in the anime (laughs) 
like just like screams like nothing or just screams like actual no, just, phrases and no words he, he screams of, like phrases dialogue. and words yeah okay yeah because like so in the anime whenever he pops out of the barrel there's actually someone like like a, a pirate one of alviva's pirates standing over the barrel and so he pops out of the barrel punches him in the face and it's just like i slept great <laughs> <laughs> like he just starts screaming it how great he slept at the top of his yeah, lungs that's the introduction like, it's not to like call out a fight move and it's not for anything like aggressively speaking to another person it's just like random shit like i want food or something whatever it is so he just screams his thoughts yeah <laughs> kind of yeah at times yeah, <laughs> yeah. um yeah him it, as a character he's impulsive he's naive he's carefree and it, it's very rare that he's bothered by anything. And I think what they really drive home in this episode is that the only things that he's very passionate about are people's dreams, not just his, but other people's, right? Because he mm -hmm. has this conversation with Kobe about like, what do you want to do? What do you care about? Mm -hmm. um, and even Zoro later on, he's like, what, do you, what is it you want to do in life? Well, you should do it, right? He doesn't, he doesn't question anything else. It's just, if you want to do something, you do it. Um, and the only time we see him get angry in the anime is when somebody bothers his friends, right? When somebody messes with people he cares about, that's when he gets angry. Or his fucking hat. <laughs> or his hat. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, like, you know, he also, he just absolutely says what he thinks, too. So, like, there's mm -hmm. a point in the anime where, like, in the scene where they're talking under the ship or whatever, where he's talking to Kobe. And Kobe is, like, explaining, he's like, yeah, I'm I'm scared. I don't want to, like, I don't know what Alvita's going to do. And Luffy just is like, I hate you. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you're stupid and you're a coward. Like, he just flat out says it. And so, like, stuff like that is not in the live action. Mm -hmm. And so, part of me kind of misses that. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, the, some of those lines are really golden. What year did this, the, the original show come out? uh the 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 first episode i think came out in 98 so I'm, I'm thinking like why why would they censor or not censor but kind of like you know water him down in a live action version i, I was thinking maybe because of like the I, rating to give it and i kind of think like okay so i have a, another friend who has not seen the anime and he's watching the live action and he messaged me earlier today and he found Luffy endearing. And I was like, that's good. Because I think they took all the best parts of anime Luffy and put him into this. Because I found him irritating in the beginning. And mm -hmm. I, I think they like didn't want to make him so annoying that people wouldn't continue watching. That's mm -hmm. um, Yeah, because so, when I mean, we I first don't... started... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I just... I think he's just... I think he's the same, but like better controlled in a way but the essence of his personality is still there mm -hmm. yeah like when we first started watching it i knew how much derek loved luffy and i just didn't get it at first i was like <laughs> i find him so aggravating i cannot handle it but i like this luffy way more and i like this kobe way more same i love I, was kobe. Gonna ask about I, kobe. I don't know i don't know what happened i love kobe <laughs> as well yeah <laughs> He's not crying in the in the live No, action. he's great in this. <laughs> yeah, he's awful not in, a, this, in the anime. Not a big fan of him. You would I, absolutely <laughs> hate him in the anime because we fucking hated him. Like he was, was just so the whiniest, most ridiculous, like potato of a human being. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds like I think you're right. 
<laughs> I yeah, I'm still not a big fan of him in in this episode overall. Just like it, I mean, it's fitting. I'm just still not a fan of him. <laughs> um, the other thing that like in this section that we kind of talked about here, there's gore in this shit. <laughs> yeah, there is. There's, there's a fucking lot of it. Like, Which we didn't talk about it much in the beginning, but like they showed Gold Rogers' execution, and I wasn't really yeah sure they were going to do that, but they did. And then you see these brains all over the deck, and Kobe has to mop it up. Like I'm glad they are, they went for it here. I am too, because like that's one of the biggest gripes with One Piece. Matt is nobody dies, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like hard of it feel you know a lot of it feels like there's no stakes like or anything like that you're like well they're gonna make it out you know because nobody dies like you can get shot point blank with a gun you'll be fine (laughs) except for flashbacks people die in flashbacks yeah i can think of Um, one person in particular that died but yeah people people absolutely die in flashbacks if they die in a flashback yeah they're actually dead but if they die in like present day of the show then no they're assume they're fine Unless they actually say, oh yeah, that guy's dead. It's um, kind of like watching the old uh, Clone Wars animated series or like the old X-Men animated series where like, no, there's no violence to it. Or like what you think like Wolverine would be like and like Logan or something. Mm-hmm. And the old X-Men animated series, it's nothing like that. Like, exactly. He's not killing anybody. He's just knocking people out. Yeah, yeah so like I've already heard from several people that have watched a lot of one piece and they're like you know thank you netflix because this kind of gorn shit is the kind of stuff that we've been wanting one piece to do but it's also understandable like when it came out in 98 i mean especially like and it still kind of is it's a show for kids <laughs> you know you don't want your 10 year old sitting there watching a guy get cut in half um so i i get that but granted also the people that started watching it in 98 are now grown up and still watching it (laughs) so like you know we've grown up we want to see you know we want to see more and i say we for some reason because i've even only been watching one i started watching one piece like six months ago so (laughs) so i can't really be included in that list that terribly much okay it's been longer than six months actually but it's actually been about a year anyway um i do have two questions or rather one question and one statement so this is kind of like the the almost in between the first scene and this scene. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the bigger questions that I had for the, the show in general. I don't understand why it's called One Piece. Like like the main character Luffy, that's how you pronounce his name, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Like the there was the whole scene with the um I'm also not good at the names as you can tell, but the golden Gold Iron Roger guy, Gold Roger. Yeah. He was talking about like getting his treasure and all this, and then like they just said, "Let's go get the One Piece." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Why do you call it that?" Yeah, so that's that's just the name of Roger's treasure. It's called the One Piece, and I feel like they didn't explain that too great. <laughs> I don't know if that's just me or um. I think so... they probably will. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I, if, yeah. They, if they go go back to they it don't later like on in the it because nobody knows what it is really. They just know that it's treasure and it's in One Piece. And mm-hmm. it's on the grand line. And so, it's so like even today, through over a thousand episodes of the show, we still don't know what the One Piece is. We know it's a treasure. Oh, okay. like Oda has said, it is something physical. He's like, it's not that. 
Cause he not like he, the love you find for your friends. Yeah, it's not It's not your friends or the adventures along the way or any of that fucking bullshit. He said it is something tangible. Okay. It's just we don't know what. That speech at the beginning really did make it seem like it was like the the lost treasures like like the adventures you go on and the and mm-hmm. the experience that you get from it. But no, yeah. it's abs- it's absolutely something real. We just we don't know okay. what. <laughs> All right. There's like some people that think it's a a rock with a song written on it or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's but you know, a rock you can touch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it is tangible. It is, yeah, it is a physical object. So uh, <laughs> also. So like I said at the beginning, I didn't know anything about One Piece at all. Anytime mm-hmm. I'd seen the main character's name spelled out, mm-hmm. I always read it as Luffy. Luffy. Mm-hmm. And I've always pronounced it as that. And yeah. even when they say it in the show, to my face, <laughs> I still am like, no, you're wrong. It's Luffy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not sure it's, why they spell like that. It looks yeah, like Luffy. Of course it <laughs> Yeah. Luffy. Yeah. Luffy. Luffy. Weird. I don't know. I just found that weird the whole time. I was every time I heard it, it just threw me off. I was like, it's... "Stop!" I was like, "Stop!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my statement. Um, the other thing in this episode, that, or like in this particular scene, we've already kind of referenced it a little bit. I that I was not a fan of was, I felt like in this episode these speeches were not there. Like they, Matt, in the anime, several of the characters they deliver these speeches where you're just like, as a watcher, you're just like, fuck yeah, and you're just ready to run through a wall for the person that's delivering the speech. Like, they're great. That speeches. might just be you, Derek. No, it's not. It's not just <laughs> me. I don't I remember any of these speeches. So <laughs> that sounds like a we... Derek thing. <laughs> um, and so one of them was a speech that. Uh, which he kind of summarized it a little bit in the live action, but there's, you know, Luffy gives a speech to Kobe under under the boat, and then Alv- er, Kobe gives this massive long speech to Alvita, completely telling her off. And I was so disappointed that that was not in the live action, because that's like a, a changing moment for Kobe, where like before that he's and don't get me wrong, like, he's still kind of cowardly after it, but before it, he's completely just trapped in his shell, and so when he finally comes out and gives this long speech to Alvita about how much he hates her and can't stand her and doesn't want to be around her anymore, and she's, you know, like a some weak-ass pirate that just is trying to make herself feel better, like, all this stuff, like, he completely tells her off, and it's like a redeeming moment for Kobe, and that wasn't in, in in the live action, so it's kind of it was kind of disappointing that we didn't get to see that speech. That was just me, though. I I missed it. I didn't remember that, but the fact that he could tell the difference between good and bad marines did it for me. But that makes sense. Yeah, because I, I feel, feel like, like that wasn't as prevalent before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could I could definitely see why, like obviously I haven't seen it, but I could definitely see why somebody would think that it's doing less for the character that they don't have that same kind of speech because mm-hmm. that does seem like a kind of character development right mm-hmm. for, right off the start for uh kobe mm-hmm. and it's like even building for luffy too because it's like 
Luffy gave that speech and pulled that extra, that more That's courage true. outside of, out of Kobe. And so like, That's we true. don't even have that, that there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like I said, I've got some nitpicks and that's that's just one of them. I miss the speeches and like there's a speech later in one of the scenes that Zoro would have given, but we never got that either. So I missed the Zoro speech as well. <laughs> um, anything else on that? Any of that before we move on? Oh, we didn't even talk about the bird and the mutiny. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That was kind of cute. Um, I, I, really I thought it was funny. Yeah, I mean, it was funny. I think I'd seen it in the trailer. Yeah, it was in the trailer. So I I feel like that just kind of, because you kind of think he's breaking the fourth wall for a minute. Like he's Mm -hmm. talking to us and then you see he's just talking to the bird. I thought he was. You thought he was breaking the fourth (laughs) wall? Yeah. I feel like it just kind of cemented a little bit about how he's this like happy-go-lucky. He's going on an adventure and he's going to (laughs) figure out a way to get through it. Um, and I also like that when he's in the barrel, he's snoring, right? And so one of the character traits of Luffy in the show is that he loves to sleep. He's always sleeping. He's not the only one. But um, as far as this scene with Alveda, I really like when uh, Kobe is talking to Luffy about the Grand Line because it kind of gives you some backstory, right? Some of that world building. What is the Grand Line? It took me forever watching the anime to completely understand what that was. Was it land or was it ocean? You know, this world is kind of, there's not a lot of land. It's all islands and it's mostly ocean. And so he kind of gives a good, uh, it, it shows the foreshadowing of like how dangerous this is going to be for them to go. Cause he's, what is it? He's like, there's sea monsters that'll crush your bones or something like that. Like he talks about how treacherous this place is. Mm -hmm. And so they do that really early with that exposition of him. Um, And I don't know, I don't remember the speech either, but I feel like it seems like Kobe's going to be much more prominent in this series than in the anime, what we've seen so far anyway. Um, So maybe that's going to come later. You know, it may not mm-hmm. be without Vita because it, it doesn't seem like she's super important, right? She thought she was important because she's like, I'm at the top of the list. And the guy's like, you weren't even on the list, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was interesting that they name dropped Zoro here. I don't mm-hmm. know if they do that in the anime. They did. I mean, but, Alvita was not looking for him, but he's mentioned on her yeah. ship. I, I think that was interesting, too, because we're going to see him very soon and it's it's kind of like his reputation precedes him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, that sounds like somebody we're going to know. Sounds important. Okay. So Kobe does come back later in the anime? Uh, In the anime? Yeah. So like a little little. bit. That's a little so far. That's one thing too, that I like about the anime is like, like I was kind of talking about like uh, the characters, Oda takes his time. He builds them over time. So like, and it's kind of fun because there are characters with like very small parts. And it's like when, Oh, when Luffy and his crew make a major accomplishment throughout the show, usually Oda will take an episode of like following that accomplishment and go backtrack through everywhere that they've been and show all of the characters that we've seen in the past and like see them their reactions to like reading what Luffy did in the newspaper. And then so like we see them cheering him on and we also kind of get a glimpse of what's going on in the world when we do that because like all of a sudden 
somewhere else might be in the middle of the civil war that we've already been and it's like oh shit what the hell is luffy gonna think when he finds out their friend you know his friends in trouble you know so like it's a more it's a way to build worlds but it's also a way where like you get to see your favorite characters over again like in the in the recent uh manga chapter that just came out last week they showed a picture of laboon who is a whale that me that we meet in episode 60 and i got super fucking excited just to see laboon again even though it was just like a little picture of him <laughs> and it's like so these characters that you've spent time with in the past and you see them again later it's it's a lot of fun so like kobe's one of those people that you know he's not in a very much at the beginning but you'll see him throughout the show and it's someone that you constantly keep track of throughout the show too okay um okay you go y'all ready to go to the next scene yep i do have one more thought on this yeah um seeing whenever it switched from or whenever it switched to luffy Uh uh-huh um my note here says it feels like spongebob it kind of felt (laughs) like the Spongebob episodes, whatever, like, they'd switch to, like, the live action and show, like, Patchy the Pirate doing something or something like that. That's what it felt like to me at first. Okay. Am I the only one that got that? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen that, but don't see why not. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> okay. They have well. the same kind of character, I feel like. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> what? Spongebob screams a lot, too. Sure. What did you think cool of all? See the... Patchy the pirate in the in the crowd. It would have been, <laughs> or on the boat or something. Real quick before before we move on, because this is something we haven't talked about yet. What did you th- What did you think of the CGI with Luffy fighting? Like with all his stretchiness. And oh, stuff. oh! I have another point. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know he was stretchy. That's what I kind of wish. I don't wish that I hadn't seen the anime, but like for people who had no idea what was going to be happening, that that had to have blown people's minds, right? Yes. I was like, God dang, this guy's confident for what? <laughs> and, then he's just, and then he pulls Mr. Fantastic on her. I was like, okay, yeah, that makes more sense. He gets shot right in his face and just bounces it back. Yeah. I don't think it's ever going to be easy to make CGI look perfect for things like yeah. this. And listen, I am not the biggest critic of CGI. I think we have made great strides compared to even 10 years ago. And for the right. for this, I think at some point we we have to say it is what it is and let it go. Mm-hmm. But for what it was, I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. I mean, it's going to look perfect because people don't look like that. Mm-hmm. So You can't was- stretch your arm 50 feet? I can't. I wish I could, but watch. Like, I can stretch to the other side. <laughs> what? <did I? laughs> Never mind. Let's continue. <laughs> that was it. I just. I mean, for me, it was okay. fine. Okay. Good. All right. Well, we'll move on then. Pirate hunter Roanoa Zoro is confronted in the woods by Mister Seven of Baroque Works. When Zoro turns down the job, Mister Seven attacks. So again, in this scene, like, I know that was a really short little summary of it, but like, it was, it was just a really cool scene. I was like, we got to stop here. We can't keep going. <laughs> this is not something that's been in the anime yet that we've seen, that I've seen. Yeah. Um, um, Derek, of course, 
hinted at it. Mm-hmm. So I haven't even seen it either. I knew it was a yeah. thing, but we had never seen this fight. It's in the manga, correct? Or maybe it's right. It's not even it's not manga. even there. Um, I feel like it's in some kind of canon that he had a battle with Mr. Seven at some point. So what it is, so so Matt Oda does these, it's called an SBS. What it is, essentially is it's a it's a QA. Like a journalist gets a chance to ask Oda questions about One Piece. And so somewhere in the in the anime or in the manga a a journal or Zoro mentions to uh some people that he's like yeah i tried to get you know broke works tried to recruit me in the past and that's it that's the only reference we get in the anime or the manga to to this scene and so a writer had asked oda about it and he explained it just in a Q&A. And so it's pretty cool that they threw the scene in here just from a Q&A. Mm-hmm. So, so it is canon because of the Q&A. But yeah, that's what this is. So this is, that scene is something that everybody, that a lot of the, uh, you know, really big One Piece watchers and readers have heard about, but nobody's ever seen. So they so did their they, homework, basically. Yeah, they absolutely that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but Zoro cutting this guy in half, like the first time I watched it, I must have been like off to the side or something like that. But I was like, oh, shit, he Darth Mauled his ass. Yeah. <laughs> like I did not see the torso and the legs falling separately on my first watch through at all. I didn't even notice that. Um, But I, I really liked the fighting here and actually fighting in most of the episode. Just I thought the fight choreography was really cool. Yeah, the choreography was great. Go ahead. I feel like Matt's trying to say something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, no, I was going to say, it's funny that you that you mentioned Darth Maul, because I thought that as well, but that's usually who I think of when I see somebody getting cut directly in half. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the I, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of bored with... Zora's the guy with the green hair, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was kind of bored with him at first, during this scene, because uh-huh. I, I, I didn't realize the significance, obviously, but... I was kind of bored with him at first. It wasn't until later when I feel like his fighting picked up a little bit more. Because I feel like this fight scene was kind of short in mm-hmm. comparison to the later ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of bored with him at first, but then later he did kind of start to shine a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also thought he was a villain, too. He get, he comes across that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the heck? This guy's just this little guy now. <laughs> He's a very deadly man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too because like he doesn't even use his third sword in this fight, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which I think was a good indicator of this guy wasn't even worth that, right? Like he's so much better than him; he doesn't even have to bring out the big gun, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I was excited watching it because I was like, "There's no way he's going to use it yet," and I just kind of knew they're going to do this later, and it's going to be this huge reveal, right? Which mm-hmm. it was, but um, I love that he kind of really got. Zoro's character like his dry really serious but also really sarcastic character down mm-hmm. with the little like does it come with a free face tattoo my favorite's number one and he flips him <laughs> off right I love uh, that and if that were if it were that serious they should have sent someone better than number seven mm-hmm. 
He took and great lines in this first it episode. Was. And Matt, they don't introduce Baroque works in the anime until very much later. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're pretty much just now in the thick of Baroque works, I feel like. And all this number seven business. And the it, they don't even explain who they are. He gives like a quick little explanation of what Baroque's, Baroque works is, is. But um, I thought it was a really interesting choice to make to put it this early because it kind of puts it on our radar a little bit mm-hmm. yeah that's what oda mentioned in his q a he's like zoro already took out a member of baroque works before meeting luffy so it was always this fight that happened that nobody had seen before episode one and so it was cool to it was cool to actually see it here did you notice because i again i didn't notice on my first watch through whenever zoro like he went down and spun with his swords and it blew out all of the candles mm-hmm. like, okay it's kind of it's kind of corny but that's awesome <laughs> I, I know I that word it. it reminds me of shang chi a little bit with the yeah. whole like he spins and the dirt kicks up a little bit mm-hmm. I, that style yeah it was a nice opening shot of the it was from above with the candles all lit mm-hmm. in a circle mm-hmm. yeah it was really pretty yeah nice uh nice scene <laughs> Right, y'all ready? It is a nice scene. Oh. <laughs> Matt, just letting you know, you've stepped in the middle of a massive Zoro Thirst podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but now, like, oh, I mean, it was already that. I mean, everyone who's in the live action is hot, though. So now, oh my god, every single person in this show is hot <laughs> in the <laughs> world. You look them up without. I mean, as it continues, <laughs> there's more yeah. people that show up. Yeah, just wait. Oh my god, Whitney's absolutely hot for Buggy. There's so much Buggy <laughs> thirst on TikTok; it's unbelievable. <laughs> That's the clown, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know where Whitney, that came from. Did but... Whitney have a fun time watching it? <laughs> <laughs> no, Buggy is not my cup of tea. I'm no. I'm a Zoro stan. For sure. And here I am saying Zoro. I was bored with him at first. Uh, <laughs> eh. He got he got better for me. He got better it, for me. Zoro. So that's that's the funny thing is like Luffy is at you know he's the main character. Pretty much everybody loves Luffy. If you ask a hundred people if they love Luffy, ninety nine of them are going to say yes because there's always that one person that hates him and thinks he's annoying. That's fine. I get it. Zoro is the most loved character. You ask a thousand people if they love Zoro, every single one of them will answer yes. <laughs> like Zoro is the character that everybody loves. Luffy is not, even though he's the main character of the show. Zoro is the one that that brings people in for sure. And I get it; he's cool. <laughs> um. Okay, now we're gonna move on to the next scene. Yep. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Ten years ago, young Luffy tries to prove to red-haired Shanks that he's ready to be a pirate. After Luffy stabs himself in the face to show he can handle it, Shanks explains, it's not scars that make the pirate, but the lesson behind the scars. Luffy storms off and stumbles upon a strange fruit in the middle of Shanks' belongings. A bandit and a few of his men stroll into the bar and make a mess of things when they find out that the red-haired pirates drank all the whiskey. After the bandits leave, Shanks and his crew laugh it off, though Luffy is having other thoughts. He tries to storm off, but Shanks grabs him and notices he's stretchy. So we get our 
introduction to the devil fruit here in the live action. And I got to say, because this was something that was kind of bugging me in the trailer. Whenever we saw Shanks in the trailer, I was not a huge fan of it. And I think I'm actually on record saying that I probably said that on recording. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like I, the actor grew on me here. Like at least his, uh, just the way he looked dressed up as Shank. So I don't really have a, a problem with the way uh, the actor looks anymore. Like, I, I feel like he does a good job being Shanks. But I gotta say, I'm not a fan of Shanks in this. Like, <laughs> like the, the writing and the way he was done. Because like in the anime, he's a very, he's like a fun uncle, you know? He's laughing. He's having a good time. And in the live action, he acts like Luffy's a pest. Like, I don't think we actually saw him crack a smile until after the guys left and he was laughing about the bandit. Be and Luffy wasn't even there. Like, he wasn't having fun with Luffy at all in this. He was, te sure, he gave Luffy a couple lessons, but like, and it, it was not at all like the, the way Shanks is in the anime. And so I, I wasn't a huge fan of that. That, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm going to disagree with you here. I feel like Shanks very evidently cared for Luffy here. Um, I think I think he cared for him. I just don't think he he wasn't having as much fun with Luffy, you know, well, as he, you know, because like I said, he's the fun uncle. He felt more here like a exhausted father, if that makes sense. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess that's fair. Like being an adult is hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I love my kid, but sometimes I need her to go so I can do stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's uh that that's what it came off to me, but when he saw that he was in danger, he cared for him and he took care of him afterward and he he showed a lot of concern when he when he realized he was stretchy because he says, "What have you done?" and he looks mm -hmm. totally terrified because he's eaten this devil fruit. I, my only nitpick with this, well, I'm not going to say the whole series, but like this episode in particular was the kid actor for Luffy. He doesn't have the I, same I accent. He was, he was a good actor, but the accent's not there. And I, <laughs> love, I love Luffy's accent. I think the actor, is he from Mexico, I want to say? Yeah. And I think his, his accent is quite adorable and I love it. And it's, I love the way he speaks. And I wish that the kid version had done that as well. And I'm not sure why they didn't do that or if it's not something they thought of, but it, it took me out a little bit. Every time he spoke, I was like, oh, he doesn't sound like him. But I know. I wondered if people didn't make the connection because it, it wasn't immediate that they named him. Like they didn't call out the kid's name for a little bit. So I didn't mm -hmm. know if people were like confused about who this was because he didn't have the same accent. Right. I questioned it at first. Okay. Yeah. And they looked similar but i don't know it was a little off for me okay is the adult the really good sorry sorry i was i was gonna ask if the adult uh uh luffy was if the accents were the same in the anime as the show he doesn't well, have actually. one in, in yeah, the dubbed does. version he just has an american accent so okay yeah um yeah pretty much everybody has like an american accent there's not too many different accents in the in the anime there's a few um and like some of them like uh a character that is not in this episode sanji is uh 
is French. So, I mean, most of the time he speaks American, but also he he speaks French as well. Um, so, like, he there's a few. A accent, yeah, he doesn't really have a French accent. Um, but like, there's a you know, Oda likes to reference a lot of different cultures. He's a very he he studies a lot of different cultures for One Piece, so he can pull a little bit from everywhere. But he it's not really done in his accents, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I did not like about this scene <laughs> is Makino. Again, this whole scene was extremely fun before the the bandits walked in. Shanks and Luffy were having fun. The whole crew was having fun with Luffy. And this whole scene, Makino was a ball of joy, you know, and in the live action, I felt like she hated her life so damn much. She did not smile at all. She regretted being there. I just they don't there. have time for her because they didn't even name her. And I forgot what her name was. <laughs> they did yeah, They I did name her. Shanks, Shanks calls her Makino, yeah. Uh, he says it once, but like I didn't feel like she was super important except to like talk to Luffy and, you know, I don't know. And maybe she's more important later in the anime. I don't know, but she didn't come off as a very important <laughs> character. So as far as she's not anyone that's ever going you're like you're never going to get a, a backstory on makino but she is one of luffy's biggest supporters like luffy luffy didn't have friends makino was his friend um she you know shanks sure you know shanks and luffy were very tight but shanks was hardly ever around he's a pirate you know he's barely there it was luffy and makino um, did we know that and i just forgot like i know that we saw her and that he was like hanging out in her bar but i didn't get the feeling that she like took care of him or anything like that no she and she doesn't really take care of him but it, those two are like close and like you know and part of that is because i know more things and get a little bit more on her and their relationship and not much i mean you know she just appears for an episode or two here or there as time goes on but um, but yeah, I was not I was not a big fan of Makino here. I just didn't feel her joy and peppiness that that I always feel from her in the anime. She's a very happy person in the anime and she was not here. You know what I took away biggest from this scene was, you know, in the anime when Luffy's little, he gets very angry with Shanks and he gets angry with him in the live action as well for not, you know, fighting this guy who made a mess. And I think without Shanks, Luffy could have turned out to be a very different person. Absolutely. Um, without Shanks giving him these little nuggets of wisdom that we see. Like, you know, that you don't, if you didn't earn a, or learn a lesson from the scar, then it's worthless, right? Just because you have a scar, you didn't learn anything. Um, mm -hmm. And you can't solve everything with violence. So all of those kind of affect how Luffy, you know, when he becomes a pirate, this is why he's not like every other pirate that we know of, right? So I don't so know if you, I don't know if you remember this or not, but in our first five episodes, which this flashback took place in episode four, um, we gave Shanks the MVPs for that very reason that you just named. Mm -hmm. So yeah, does Matt <laughs> know about the MVPs? Yes, I did talk to Matt about the MVPs. Okay. And all of our other awards. <laughs> yeah, that one too. I um, have my MVP for this episode. I'm not going to do it until y'all do it, but I will say he's in this scene. Okay. 
Sweet. I, I know who it is. <laughs> I already know who it is. If that wasn't obvious enough. <laughs> um, so. It's huh? also. Huh? <laughs> I was going to say Lucky Rue, the guy with the massive Lucky pork. <laughs> you know how much I love Lucky Rue. I know. Um, Foreshadowing. The other thing <laughs> that I really, that, so I loved about this scene so at the, about the point where we're at in in our watch through in the anime so in 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 the alabasta arc oda decided he wanted to find a song for one piece and not like an opening credit song or something like that he wanted to find a pirate shanty and so he's he talked with a lot of different writers and made sure that the perfect one was was written for one piece and so it was introduced hundreds of you know a couple hundred episodes later and at the point that it's introduced uh luffy mentions that hey the you know i know this song shanks used to you know they used to play uh whenever they whenever shanks would come to town or whatever and so that was not something we ever saw in the anime because you know at that point the song was not a thing but in this episode, they were playing that song in the background to to reference that song and that line from Luffy that they used to play it when Shanks was there. And I absolutely loved that. I got super excited when I started hearing it. I'm not going to lie. I jammed to the song in the car sometimes because it's just that fucking catchy. <laughs> it's a great song. <laughs> um Anything else on this scene? I feel like I did most of the talking on this scene. No. I, I think I can it come back fine. to this one later. You can come? Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, back in the present day, Luffy decides to help Kobe join the Marines while he searches for a map to the Grand Line. Elsewhere, Nami appears to be stranded on a small boat. When pirates arrive and try to take what little she has, she tricks them and... Uh, steals their slightly less small boat and everything they have. Now in Shellstown, Luffy and Kobe gaze at a board covered with wanted posters. While they have lunch in a in a diner, Zoro comes in with half of Mr. Seven. A little girl accidentally spills food on Helmeppo, and he flips out. Zoro defends the girl and takes out a group of Marines without drawing his blade. Amidst the chaos, Nami takes out a Marine and steals his uniform. I'll let I'll let someone else go first because, like I said, I feel like I talked most of the last episode with all my nitpicking and bullshit. Did Nami show up like this that early? I don't remember her attacking a marine and stealing his clothes. Did that? She happen? did not. She was in these episodes. She was in these episodes in like the first three episodes for like a minute total between the three of them. Like she okay. was there, just very very small parts. We didn't see any of this. Gotcha. I kind of, I liked how they sped things along a little bit, because I know <laughs> that the stepping on the rice balls thing happened in a different scenario in the anime, mm -hmm. um, but they kind of just got things moving by setting it up a little differently, which I was totally fine with, yeah. um, but I'm glad that they did still include that scene mm -hmm. with, I don't remember her name, <laughs> the little girl. Oh yeah, I don't even know that we ever got her name in the uh, in the anime honestly like i don't i don't know what he did 
um Helmepo, I thought was cast really well and he he was i thought he was i thought he was too cool in the live action <laughs> yeah like, he just he's, he's like, a he's a goon in the anime absolutely yeah he's, and he's got very like in this he has very like draco malfoy Aegon targaryen vibes <laughs> Especially yeah. later when he's just hanging out naked with the sword. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was so funny. I was like, damn, Helmepo's ripped. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's fucking ripped. <laughs> um, I, did anyone get a look at all the wanted posters? Yeah, I so I did, and I'm sure there's so many Easter eggs here. There is. There were on there and I've seen some videos that didn't really spoil they were just like oh my gosh it's Foxy I don't know who Foxy is he kind of looked like Elvis to once me. you meet him you'll never forget him um, <laughs> there was, of course we saw Alveda and I think we see Buggy mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken and then there was another one that I hadn't heard of Um, I don't know I, I'm sure there's tons of easter eggs here but I didn't see them i think helmeppo is the most perfectly casted person in this series (laughs) it was the laugh that he did because you know in the in the anime his mouth is huge and he does those ridiculous laughs you know what i'm talking Mm -hmm. about like and and then he's talking to zoro in the spar and he goes like that with his mouth it was insane but it was perfect it was the most perfect adaptation i'd seen that's just my opinion. That's the hill I'm dying on, I guess. But okay. um I I was I didn't realize his hair was longer at first. That was that I, change that Zoro uh, cut his hair. Yes, it's it was always that bowl cut. Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah, I like it too. It was a good a good addition, I think. Um Yeah, I I so like I I would not have cast uh Hamopo any different. I yeah I think it was just the writing I think he was just too cool to be Helmepo like I didn't have I didn't have near as many issues <laughs> with him and he was a piece of shit in this episode but he's just an even bigger piece of shit in the anime um and then yeah the wonder posters we had Buggy uh Jongo from uh the Kuro Pirates had a wanted poster and oh yeah he and he wasn't in the episode was he no 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 nope, he was, just, he was, was not just in these okay. yeah it was just a poster that's the and, one that's michael jackson right yes yeah uh yeah so matt john every once in a while oda will base char- characters off of people in real life so like john go is based off of michael jackson he like wears right, a. I gotta look this up. <laughs> I gotta yeah just look up john go just i think it's a uh, yeah john go the hypnotist and he, he always uh, hypnotizes himself when he hypnotizes other people. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a hypnotist and he moonwalks everywhere. Oh, yeah, I can see it. Just, he's just, got a just by the, the gloves, yeah. <laughs> yep. The way he's like, the way he's holding his own self and he's got this, Yeah. Yep. I can see that. So, yeah, he was based off of Michael Jackson. Um, and then Bellamy had a wanted poster. That's the one mm-hmm. that they mentioned on a video I watched and so, I didn't know who that was. So Bellamy in our watch through, you'll meet him at the beginning of the next arc. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Cavendish also had a wanted poster. 
Cavendish is someone you will not be for a long time. <laughs> uh, right. he, yeah, he's a, he's a very, very foreshadowing character. Um, let's see. I really enjoyed the fight, this fight scene at the bar. I liked Nami's presence in it more. I liked that she was getting a lot more in these episodes than she did at the beginning of the anime. And honestly, I thought the actress that played Nami was absolutely nailing it. I really enjoyed her in these episodes much more than I enjoyed her at the beginning of the anime. Well, and you guys know I hate Nami mm -hmm. in the anime. I liked her in this movie. <laughs> yeah, same. a lot more. Matt, I wonder, did you realize that she was faking this when she showed up on the boat to those guys and was like, help, pirates killed my crew? Did you realize she was acting? I, so at first, when I first saw her doing that, I kind of was hoping that she would be a little bit more than, than just that. Mm -hmm. And then she did it, and I was like, at first, I was kind of surprised that she actually was faking it, but then I was like, "No, that's originally what I expected." Mm -hmm. So this is this is nice to see that she's actually doing it. I don't know; it was, it was kind of weird because, uh, yeah, at first I was expecting her to be more than just somebody who's like, "Help me, please." Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was nice to see. I think that's a really interesting thing for an actor to do because you're already acting as a character, and then you have to act differently as the character mm -hmm. i feel like that would be so hard to do but i think she pulled it off well but you know we know nami so we know what she's capable of she's very shifty and clever and smart um but backstabby <laughs> wow she is she fucking leaves I... them in the dust with no ship yeah That's fair so like <laughs> I really, again, I like the music when she gets onto the ship that she steals and it plays this like piratey, you know, flute type music and it shows her whole outfit and every outfit she wore, I was like, I know that outfit. I remember that <laughs> outfit. Yeah, the outfits were really good. They did a good job with that. Mm -hmm. They were very, very similar. I read somewhere that Luffy couldn't wear sandals on the live action because of some kind of rules, like filming rules. They're just not... Safe. No free feet pics. Yeah, no. no <laughs> can't let the dogs out. But yeah, um, people were mad about that because he wasn't barefoot. They were like, "Oh my god, it's ruined because he's wearing shoes." Come on, come on! You're just looking for something to hate <laughs> at that point. Oh well, it'll buff out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, this yeah, was the scene that I like, Zoro. Sorry, Whitney. I didn't okay, no, 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 go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, this, this is just the scene that Zoro picked up for me. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah this guy's not so boring. Yeah. And that he doesn't even use his swords. Like, he just... Yes, yes, yes. Hill, which was cool. Yeah. I've that, and I, I think that's what really did it, yeah. And I liked how he was, like, just pulling the sheath out and every once in a while using it to hit somebody or, like, you know, stop something without actually pulling the sword. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was a then, really well choreographed fight. He later even says, or somebody says to him, I'm not going to jump ahead, but somebody says to him, like, you you, you injured some of my men without even using your swords. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Captain Morgan. So, or something along the lines. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I think, yeah, you pretty much had that right. And he has, he delivers another killer line in this scene. He said, because uh, he throws half of Mr. Seven up on the chair, which was just fucking funny. Yeah. And and he tells the bartender, he says, a bottle for me and one for my friend. He's had a rough day. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I really like some of Zoro's lines in this episode, for sure. <laughs> and interestingly, my favorite move he did in this fight is he takes a sip from his mug and then throws it at someone and knocks him backward. Was... Did he do that mid-fight? That would have been really... I didn't even notice that. I like that. Because <laughs> we forget how strong... Zoro's really strong. Like, he doesn't have powers or anything, but he's he's a very strong man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know him. He lifts that safe up later. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I did my Zoro noise when he did that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, never heard the Zoro noise before. Yes. Yeah. Choking. <laughs> it's nice to have a live action one to thirst over, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it feels did a little he... better than like thirsting over an anime character. <laughs> yeah. Did he make the Zoro noise in this episode? No, no that's that's, that's Whitney Zoro noise. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I go. <laughs> Uh, anything else on this particular scene before we move on this is where they name drop captain morgan right uh i think it is yeah because how Mappo says captain morgan yeah yeah he says who's your father yeah captain Captain morgan Morgan. i've wondered if he if he is based (laughs) off uh, of the the rum my um, my notes say in all caps captain morgan is this guy's dad question mark question mark and then immediately after that in lowercase it says that's not captain morgan <laughs> <laughs> yeah he doesn't look like anything like that captain morgan it would be really cool yeah. though if he did <laughs> looks like a james bond villain <laughs> and like they walk in and he's like standing on a barrel like he's like <laughs> yeah he's got the sword and the re- the freaking red Oh, that would have been funny as hell. <laughs> um, oh, what a guy. Uh, <laughs> what a guy. James Bond <laughs> when Zoro meets Captain Morgan, he's offered a choice. Leave and never cash in another bounty with the Marines or be strung up in the yard for seven days. Then That night, Kobe lays, struggling with the fact that Zoro had to protect the little girl from the Marines instead of the other way around. As Zoro is strung up in the courtyard, Nami uses the uniform to sneak on base. Luffy enters the courtyard through a vent and talks with Zoro. Zoro reveals that he made a promise to someone to become the world's greatest swordsman. So I'm going to let somebody else talk first because I'm about to get flack on on this podcast for sure. It was fine. It was so fine. It was. Okay. It was so good. Okay. I don't know what's going on. I don't either. <laughs> I know. What's about to happen? I don't know what's, what's wrong what's, with this. this what's scene. Derek about to get flagged for? <laughs> I I really like the actor that's playing Zoro. And I really like his one-liners and his fighting style and everything. I am not a fan of the way he's been written so far as far as what's driving him. Um, So in the anime... Zoro gets strung. He he still gets tied to the the post in the middle of the courtyard in the anime, but he does it because the choice that's offered to him is: if you leave, we're going to essentially torture this uh, this bartender and her daughter here. And so it's either get strung up, or we're going to you know 
completely ruin someone's life. And here it's get strung up or you don't get money. So in the anime, it's a selfless action for him to get strung up. In the live action, it's a selfish. It's about money in the live action. And it's about other people in the anime. And and so like in this episode, like it, it and I don't know about the whole series, you know, so maybe it changes. But like in this episode, Zoro felt very money hungry to me. And he felt kind of he felt like all it all that mattered was himself. All he was talking about to Luffy was I'm a pirate hunter. That's what I do. I bring bounties in. And that's that's not Zoro. <laughs> um and so that was that was the issue that I had was he was kind of while a lot of it was Zoro and his basic actions were the the driving force and the thoughts behind him did not feel like Zoro to me. Can I counterpoint? Oh no, Matt, you go first. Go for it. I Matt. just had Derek, did you have the exact quote of what he said or or what was said, what his ultimatum was? And uh um as far as on the live action? Yeah. I don't have the exact quote. Um it was I know so Captain Morgan said because Zoro was like, you can't arrest me. And if you try, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to kill your brat. And then Morgan's like, well, if you leave, I'm going to make sure to call every Marine base to, so you can't uh, cash in any more bounties. That was the other option besides getting strung up was the fact that Zoro would no longer be able to cash in any more bounties and get more money. Okay. So that was the ultimatum in the live action. I don't like I said, I don't have it word for word, but that's I remember that was the option there. Okay. And I feel like that was just part of the way that they set it up because he's got Mr. Seven that he wants money for. So that's the thing that they pulled from earlier and they chose not to go with the little girl and the mm -hmm. whoever her mom is. I mean that's because they didn't put that in they didn't like establish those two characters much beyond the rice balls but then they chose to put mr seven in there and he brings mr seven's head mm -hmm. or whatever in the bag so that's what he's after that's all he so cares like about is the money went then. with yeah i mean i feel like they just went with that because that's continuity from before mm -hmm. okay i have a counterpoint i don't think that that's all he cared about i think that's what he was there for but he didn't have to go off on Helmeppo when he was mean to this little girl. No, you're right. He, that to absolutely. me is a selfless. Like he got in this fight because of the little girl. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, that was a selfless act. And Zoro's had a rough life. We They haven't expounded on that yet. But like, yeah, he's a pirate hunter. That's what he does for a living. And it's being interrupted by this man once they take him to Captain Morgan. They're taking away his livelihood. So, but that to me is just an after, after the fact when he protected this little girl and mm -hmm. he took up for her and he basically told Helmeppo to stop acting like an asshole. And then when he threatened him, he took care of business and the whole reason he was up there. And I don't think it was necessarily that Morgan was like, you know, I'm not going to give you money because of yada yada. It's because he beat like all his Marines mm -hmm. that were there, which is against the law. And Captain Morgan's not a good person, right? And I think mm. this was more to establish the fact that not all Marines are good, that there is corruption, that there's 
ones that don't take care. I mean, cause you hear Kobe say, I don't understand why this happened. The Marines were mean to this little girl. They should have been taking care of her. And that's kind of playing with his dream that he has to protect people. And that's not what he's seen so far. So I feel like that's kind of where they were going with it to show that, like, we already know not all pirates are bad because Luffy's not bad. But now we see that not all Marines are good. But I feel like what Zoro did was a selfless act. He didn't have to do anything when that little girl's rice balls got knocked down. But he did. So I, I agree with you. I do think that, that that right there was absolutely a selfless act. Standing up for the little girl and and not allowing her or her mom to be bullied by, by Helmeppo. But as far as the offer with Captain Morgan, and I agree with you that that ultimatum would not have been made had it not been for that scene with the little girl, because Captain Morgan, one, who knows, they might not have even come face to face. It might have just been Zoro turning in his bounty and leaving. Um, and two, like, it, even if they did meet, Morgan would not yet have seen the ability as far as a fighter that Zoro has. So that ultimatum probably would not have been made then. But Zoro at that point still could have chosen to leave and not worry, you know, and not be strung up instead of just not being cut out of any money. And like you said, and I, and that kind of just goes to the point where I, at that point, it's interrupting his livelihood. I just, and I, I guess it's not more on Zoro. Again, it's, I'm not blaming Zoro. It's, it's just the writing. I don't like the ultimatum that was delivered. I feel like it takes away from Zoro's character and sends him in an opposite direction from what the character is in the anime, is, just, is all I'm saying. It's, again, it's not Zoro. It's the ultimatum that was given by Morgan in the writing. So that that's just my thoughts. It could be kind of like how... Uh, maybe the way he's seeing it is that he... If he's not doing his job which is pirate hunting he might not have opportunities to do stuff like that while doing his job because mm -hmm. i mean what else is i mean i don't know him i don't know his personality like what else is he going to do besides that mm -hmm. that kind of seems like it's his thing it is yeah yeah because so maybe he just maybe he just thought like if i if i stop doing this yeah it's gonna it's gonna ruin my livelihood it's gonna ruin how i make money but it's also not gonna give me the same opportunities to do things like step up for this little girl who is in need of help mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but anyway that's just something that i noticed that in this first episode like i said i hope it changes i want him to be like the zoro and in the anime in that aspect where he's standing up for the little guy and doing some you know, very selfless, selfless things for for other people, and only caring about other people more than more than he does himself. That's just something I noticed. So I hope that that it changes in the in the future of of the live action for sure. When I think also like cementing the fact that he he keeps being trying, people keep trying to recruit him to different things. He's like, I got my own thing going. Absolutely. And and they're like, and we know that Luffy's like, you should join my crew. And he, it's like cementing the fact that he is a pirate hunter. And he does say that a lot. I think Luffy even says, you keep saying that, mm -hmm. but um, 
like we're seeing the resistance of him joining the crew. Mm-hmm. And we'll see that with Nami too, because he's like, you should join my crew. I mean, he's trying to recruit everybody um, and kind of sets up that conflict of like, nobody wants to be on a crew with Luffy. And then we see where it goes from here. And actually, now that you mention it, that's something that I just realized is there are three different people that try to recruit Zoro in just this first episode between mm-hmm. Baroque Works and Captain Morgan and then Luffy. And mm-hmm. Luffy is the only one that doesn't throw a bitch fit whenever he refuses. Now, Luffy does not give up, but he doesn't mm-hmm. get upset and be like, oh, okay, well, then I'm going to tie you to a fucking post. Or, oh, okay, well, then I'm going to kill you. He's like, he oh. kind of says, okay. Yeah, he's like, okay, I'll just ask you again in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that that that's just something that just popped in my head, actually. It was really funny when Zoro and Luffy met, and Zoro just looked at him like, I cannot believe this guy is real. Like, he was just <laughs> flabbergasted by, by Luffy's um, demeanor, I guess, because he unties him for mm-hmm. no reason, and then just like, can you close this behind me? Thanks! and leaves and Zora's just like what just happened <laughs> I thought it was funny like that part when he like pops back out and says thanks that he does it in the complete like opposite direction yeah. from where Zoro is he's just like thanks <laughs> he's back over that side <laughs> I noticed that too <laughs> um any other thoughts on that section again I feel like I talked more of it than anything because we got on my Zoro tangent did we talk about we talked about Hel- Helmeppo being naked, right? Uh, we have mm-hmm. not gotten to that spot yet. Okay, my bad. Go for it. <laughs> I have something for that too. <laughs> uh, oh, I think we all do. <laughs> they showed his butt cheeks. They did. <laughs> I was really shocked. Well, at I the beginning, I of... have to cover my kids' eyes when we watch the show together. <laughs> yeah, well, at, at the beginning of the episode, like the the content warnings come up in the corner, and it said like you know violence, nudity, and self harm or something. I was like, yeah. nudity? What's happening oh, here? <laughs> smoking. It also said smoking. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Nami sneaks into the map room at the base in search of a map to the Grand Line. She is caught by two Marines, including the guy she got her uniform from, but she takes them out quickly. Luffy shows up in the map room as well. Though he and Nami are doing nothing but bickering, they walk to Captain Morgan's office together. Zoro walks in on a nude Helmeppo playing with his sword. On their way to his office, Morgan stops Nami and Luffy in the hallway, but Nami is able to talk their way out of it. Morgan soon finds out that he's been tricked and races back to his office just as Luffy and Nami rip his safe out of the ground and fall to the courtyard below. So one of the funniest things that cracked me up in this episode was the bickering between Nami and Luffy, especially when Morgan was right there. And like Nami's just, you know, she's sweet talking Morgan. She's saying all the right things. And Luffy's like, she's the best. (laughs) <laughs> it was like, and then he's like, "Oh, I mean, the best at being the worst." I hate Marines. <laughs> it was like, okay, so Luffy is a pirate that sucks at acting like a pirate. <laughs> it's like it reminded me of when you said that earlier, Whitney, about it's funny watching people that are acting like a person acting like something else, and that was exactly what was going on here. It was Luffy's actor acting like a pirate who is poorly acting like another pirate um so yeah this whole scene i I really enjoyed especially with him so i will let people talk now 
<laughs> the, the, this is just so silly. The the teddy bear that he covers himself with has long blonde hair on it, just like, no, him. like <laughs> it's a hell mepo teddy bear. Like where did he get that? Did he make it? I know he, both like, of you want one. Hair? He had somebody make it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to see if I can find a Helmepo teddy bear to send both of you. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, and then I'm just gonna put a sticky note on the back. His penis was here. <laughs> Ooh, <you know. laughs> I love all the questions Luffy asked that people are probably thinking at home. Like he's well, this the first one, not really, but he's like, why do they call him Axe Hand Morgan? <laughs> And then they run into him, and you can see him just look down at the axe and go, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then when he first saw Zora, he was like, three swords. Wonder where it goes. Which, (laughs) you know, a lot of people are probably thinking, because they're like, why would somebody have three swords? It doesn't really make sense, right? Mm -hmm. Matt, did you have any? I thought he had three swords for uh, different occasions. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was going to ask if you thought... Uh, you know what you thought about the three swords or where the third one might go different occasions yeah okay. i didn't even like i was like maybe you know maybe he's got this third one saved for like, like i'm gonna use this for a special person or on a special day or under certain okay. circumstances something like that gotcha meat fork salad fork kind of thing yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> um okay so yeah there's my episode about Hemepo being too cool for the live action. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Captain Morgan is toned way down in the live action. I definitely noticed that. Like in the anime, he's a fucking asshole. Like mm-hmm. he's a major, major dick in the anime. But he was he was not that bad in the in the live action. I feel like Matt's raising his hand, or he just like is that a relaxed bit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. it's not my relaxed. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, um, I relax like that sometimes. So like, I'll do that. <laughs> no, I just... One of my biggest standouts for this scene in particular was how they took the safe. And the, <laughs> okay. And the way that it happened, it just kind of seemed like... Uh, it kind of seemed like something you get a lot, you get away with a lot easier in the anime version than the live action version. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really buy it all that well. Like the falling part, or like yeah. actually getting to it. The bit before was really convenient too, because he just like accidentally hit something and then it opened the floor. Oh, yeah, or it opened it moved the desk. Yeah, exactly. Like the the whole scene, like from where where he starts to like. Oh, you know what? I'll, let me try something to when they land on the ground with the safe. Yeah, I kind of just fell all really far. Like they did, and yeah. I mean, Luffy. He's rubber. He's even... gonna. He's gonna live. But Nami, yeah, I feel like Nami, Nami should have died there. <laughs> yeah, because even if she like landed on top of him, that's still. I don't know how many feet in the air that was. That was a lot. That's a long ass ways. It was. Yeah. Um. And so what I kind of noticed that as well, the only thing that made me feel a little bit better about Luffy, like moving that specific thing, if you, if you watch really closely, he, cause he's looking at all of the axes. It was one of the axes that he pulled down. And I think he like saw something on the backside of it or something, 
because on that one he actually does like a little point to something and he like turns around to look at the back of it and then he pulls it down so part of me wondered if he saw something on the back of it that was what i told myself as to why he pulled that one down so it's nothing that comes up later as far and, as the original goes as far so there is no safe in the anime actually uh Luffy doesn't even end up leaving with the map and Nami is already gone. Like him and Nami have not even met at this point in the anime. Um, So in the, yeah, Nami is the one that gets away with the map and she was able to crack the safe and just pull the map out and go. And then um, they meet up later? And they the And they meet up later at the next location. Um, okay. So yeah, at this point in the anime, Luffy and Nami had not met yet. There is, and there's no safe or anything that Luffy pulls out of the ground. Now, there is a massive statue of Captain Morgan on the top of the building that Luffy knocks over. Um, but that, <laughs> that's I the. I feel like that's less important in, in <laughs> the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, it just, that just majorly pissed uh, Morgan off because <laughs> the statue of him fell. Because he's a. Yeah. <laughs> I thought um, they like like you said he's a bigger asshole in the anime. In this he just seems like he's very full of himself. You know, he has mm -hmm. pictures of himself self everywhere and he's very cocky. Like he's easily fooled by Nami. I mean, she steals his keys and he realizes really late that there's pirates on the loose in his own compound. Mm -hmm. He doesn't he just doesn't seem very competent. He's just very somehow he got into this position and he's happy and he tell he gives a little speech later where he's like i keep this place safe i single-handedly defeated the black cat pirates which was a really interesting name drop that mm -hmm. i appreciated he talks about taking down captain kuro who's very important later um he just he doesn't seem like a huge threat mm -hmm. to me like he did in the anime yeah, and the and like in the anime, he's even threatening his own marines. Like, hey, if you don't do this, I will kill you, every single one of you, and I if I need to. Like, mm -hmm. he's even an asshole to his own men in the anime, and he's not even close to that in mm -hmm. in the live action. So, like, they toned him way down. And I'm not saying I had a problem with it; it was just no. something that I noticed. Yeah. Do we ever know why his jaw is like that? I don't remember. Yes, we did. It was. So it was more of a, it was never anything that was like actually said in the anime, but it was shown. And then you just kind of, in, you know, put the pieces together. Okay. Um, but because yeah, it looked like, it didn't look like it was an injury where like it was literally the bottom half of his jaw. Because it looked this like in particular just looked like it was covering mm -hmm. the bottom half of his face. So it didn't like give any sort of... um inclination of like oh this guy's got a metal jaw because half of his face is missing or something mm -hmm. like that it just looked like an accessory that makes him look mean yeah almost so, like a cast or something for his jaw yeah, yeah. so like. so mad to answer your question of what happened kuro the uh, pirate that he mentioned that he took down essentially had him pinned to the ground kuro had killed his entire crew and had him pinned to the ground and was basically standing on his jaw and completely shattered his jaw and so that's why he has that that metal frame there because of 
of Captain Kuro. Okay. So that's I don't I know that's something that they talk about in the anime or whatever or that's that they show, but I I haven't seen the rest of these episodes, so I don't know how into detail they go into that in the live action. It the the metal jaw in particular really really kind of to me felt like a bond villain i know i keep bringing that up i don't <laughs> That's know okay are y'all are y'all familiar with those movies at all yeah i like yeah, the james bond like his movies. haircut too i feel like his haircut also kind of contributed to that you know the you know the the character jaws the one with the, like the metal kind of teeth like that mm-hmm. uh-huh it really gave me jaws <laughs> vibes yeah that's fair he looks like a shark i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> I mean, he does with a metal I mean, mouth. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I kept getting Bond vibes from him. Okay. And also, it this whole it, it didn't hit me until we got to the scene, but this whole episode felt like it was structured like a um, kind of like a video game. Okay. How how they're they're progressing through the story, and it seems like every villain or challenge they face gets slightly harder than the last until they get to the boss at the very end who is yeah, captain morgan sense. i see what like you're talking leveling about up through yeah that's kind of how it felt to me i don't know if any of y'all got that or if it was just me but i mean i didn't, I didn't, think I didn't really thought sense. about it but yeah that absolutely makes I'm sense. i'm not a huge video game player though but i can i can definitely see what you're you're saying yeah, this this just uh whenever whenever Captain Morgan came on for like the actual fight, it just kind of felt like a the final boss fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or maybe <laughs> like a mini, uh, maybe like a mini boss a fight. Because I don't know, if, I don't know if there's a bigger boss later on. I'm assuming there is. Cause Absolutely. Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, small potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I really liked this. In the, I know I'm kind of going back here. The scene with Nami in the map room, and like kind of talking her way out of it, and then the other guy comes in and ruins it. And that scene with the staff and her, like her kicking both of their asses, I really enjoyed that because like we don't see a lot of Nami fighting in in the anime. You know, we see some, but. I guess just seeing it live action, I was like, "Oh shit, Nami's got some moves." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah no, she, I was glad that they brought that in. Those because, guys' asses. Yeah, I think honestly, twice have we seen her use that bow staff through ninety, uh, however many episodes. She uses it in the uh, again in this episode. Well, I mean, like uh, oh, in, oh, the in the anime, anime. I think yeah, we've, we've seen her use it two times in ninety-two yeah. or however many we are. Yeah, through. it's not a lot. Yeah. yeah, but she uses it right away here, which is nice. So, because I mean, I feel like I don't know if she talked about it in the anime or like we saw it real quickly, but it seems like that was her thing, but then it just went away. Like Zoro's mm-hmm. thing is the three swords, and it seemed like her thing was the bow staff, but it was just very minimally mm-hmm. used there. So, mm-hmm, I'm glad yeah. that they it in here quicker i like that staff the way it like pops out and then mm-hmm. she can retract it i want to know how the fuck that works <laughs> i'm sure it's a button of some sort and she I just mean, like pushes it forward like it, it the thing that was bugging me but i was like it doesn't and it doesn't taper off at all <laughs> you know like like the uh 
little things you see with uh like you've and seen online and stuff that a cop would have yeah the instagram yeah. ads yeah the, yeah the instagram <laughs> ads where you see those little button things and then this massive thing pops out of it and it's like okay so this is like that except that tapers off as it goes because it all has to fit inside of it i'm like the staff doesn't taper off at all <laughs> or it like those magic. those kids lightsabers that yes. you like sling yeah, out yeah, yeah. exactly out. yeah yeah, or yeah. the things that you get at like Disney on Ice or whatever, and it's like a big, you know, same thing, light, up, light sword up or whatever. Yeah, glow thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the thing I noticed about her staff. I was like, I really like how it like folds together because I don't know where else she would put it, um, <laughs> if it didn't. But yeah, I was like, it doesn't taper off. That's buggy. <laughs> oh my god! I know. It's kind of surprising <laughs> to hear though, because I thought that that like I thought that she would she would be like this all the time in the anime Mm -hmm. no she's rarely like this in the anime this is a much more like fun badass nami than than we've seen she is very clever and shifty Mm -hmm. and sneaky but she's not a huge fighter that we've seen the the smooth talking that we saw in this episode with like captain morgan Mm -hmm. and the guy at the bar and stuff that's that's the anime nami yeah Okay. Um and the thief, you know, she's a very sleight of hand person, stealing keys and stuff like that. The fighting and laying guys out left and right is not normal anime Nami. Nami. At like least at the point little, where we're at. That little okay. tidbit she gave to Luffy when they're looking for the safe, and he's like, "Why did you choose to be a thief? Because in Luffy's world, you choose to do something and you just do it." And she's like, "I didn't choose to be a thief. I had to eat." So it kind of gives a little bit of a backstory for her that we see later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i agree i really like that that uh that little line as well you know like i did what i had to do to to survive you know they're very different people as far as their upbringing goes if that yeah. if that makes sense yeah um hey right. y'all ready to move on to the courtyard cool yep a More fight breaks <laughs> a fight breaks out in the courtyard luffy and zoro take on morgan while nami takes out uh any other marines that come in again short not a lot of happen here other than a lot of ass kip a lot of ass kicking um again i just want to give nami props for being a badass because we don't see a lot it's like <laughs> it's standing out to me i'm like i fucking love this nami okay <laughs> So I was really excited to see her uh, kicking a lot of people's asses with her bow staff, for sure. Go ahead, Matt. I do have a counterpoint to that in the, in this uh, this courtyard fight scene. Let's do it. I don't know if y'all noticed this, but if you watch, you know how uh, Luffy and Zoro kind of take over the fight? Mm-hmm as a whole like just it's mainly just them two fighting captain morgan yeah if you if you watch in the background it kind of seems like nami's not doing anything like she's she's just just standing there yeah she's kind of like like looking around like and all the people are already on the floor whatever she's just kind of like moving around (laughs) i didn't even notice that twirling the staff (laughs) yeah she's just like fake hitting things like that's funny uh, i need to go back and watch that now i is it like a, like, I just, I don't know why it's popping into my head, like one of those Power Rangers things where they're like sitting there and doing nothing and like moving their hands. 
yeah. You know? The best like, example I can think of it is is there's one scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark where Indiana Jones is fighting the majority of the bad guys, and you just see Marion in the background with a pan, like very lightly, like tapping people on the head. With it. It's like okay, she's not doing anything; she's just the background character at this point. That's awesome. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I didn't even notice that. Now it makes me want to go back and rewatch that. At least yeah. that scene, just so I can look at Nami in the background and see what the hell she's doing. <laughs> Which kind of it feels like it kind of drives y'all's point where you're like you don't really see that side of her much. It's like mm-hmm. okay, yeah, if you're watching her in the background, you really don't. But when the camera's <laughs> on her, you kind of do. Oh, there's Nami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's um, usually just yelling at everyone and complaining. Yeah, she complains mm-hmm. a lot and tells people what to do. Yeah, I was like, gonna say she probably wouldn't fight. Sure, she probably doesn't fight as much because she just makes somebody else do it for her. I mean, <laughs> granted, she is about the only person with any sort of common sense at this point on the crew. So they, they kind of need someone to tell them what to do. Yeah. <laughs> um the other thing that I really liked is the uh fight with Zoro or how he uses the third sword, which, you know, for anime watchers, no, he puts it in his mouth. But I don't know if you notice this or not. When he first puts it in his mouth, the blade is pointing out. And then whenever he rolls and, like, has it meet Captain Morgan's neck, the blade is pointing in. He would have had to have flipped it around in his mouth mid-fight in order to do that. And it's like, I'm just telling myself he was good enough to do that. (laughs) Well, I kept saying like that whole time before he did it. I was like, put it in your mouth, put it in your mouth. I love Luffy's ah, so that's where it goes. And you know, as, as an anime watcher, we know he's going to put it in his mouth at some point, but it's like, how is this going to look? What's it going to do? And I wasn't sure how good it was going to be until he got it across Morgan's throat. And I was like, okay. I was like, I thought it looked pretty good. I don't know that we've ever actually seen him use it like that in the anime. Like it's always, it looks badass. And it's like, sure. I bet when he's moving really fast, he does cut people with it. Mm -hmm. But like mostly it's just using in his initial stance with that one in his mouth and then he's holding the two and we've never seen him use it in that fashion so it was pretty cool to see him use it like that Mm -hmm. and i love that like they kind of blunder around a bit at first like you see luffy get thrown into zoro and they both fall Mm -hmm. and it's because all three of these people are used to fighting on their own they're not used to working as a team it's kind of like it's like in No Way Home, where all the no, Spider-Men... I, I was like, wait, I don't want to spoil, but it's been out a long time. Oh, wow. But it's kind of that, like that exact scene. Like, we have to work together. And then when they decide to work to- together, they do a really good job. Yeah. Spider-3. <laughs> Number three. Spider-2. Why can't I be one? <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, again, I just really enjoyed the fight choreography so far in the in the show through one episode oh, the knees when he slides in on the knees mm-hmm. uh yep. yeah john pointed john pointed it out to me in, in a message he's like 
so Derek, you're the only one watching a, an episode at a time, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, so that means from now on, Amanda and Whitney are going to be able to give you smug looks because they know more than you at this point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, and listening to all your gripes with this episode, I can, I told Amanda this, I already know, I may have said this in our group chat. I already know one change they've made with this series that you're going to love. Really? Okay. Yeah. And it involves a character. So I think you're going to be excited with what oh. they do with it. So here's the thing. There is one character that if they change, I'm going to not like it because of the, no, it's Mihawk that you're talking about. (laughs) No, it's not. It's absolutely not. It's absolutely not Mihawk. Okay. If if they make a change to this character, then, and to make me like him more, I'm not going to like it because that means he's not being true to his character. If that makes, yeah, (laughs) it's, it's Usopp. Usopp. Oh, okay. Like, if all of a sudden they make Usopp super fucking likable, I'm going to fucking hate it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. Anyway, we can... Are he are all ready to move on? <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> As the three depart, Hemepo arrives to try and stop them. Kobe comes out of nowhere and lays him out. Elsewhere, Vice Admiral Garp gets a phone call notifying him that a pirate in a straw hat has stolen a map to the Grand Line from the base in Shellstown. In a tent, Kabaji reports to Captain Buggy on the events of Shellstown. So this Helmepo haircut, I was like, I was so excited to see it. I was like, that's the haircut that we know and love. <laughs> just, just that like essentially almost like a big mixing bowl got stuck over his head and just scissors all the way around i loved it lucy just laughing and saying what's wrong with his hair (laughs) and zoro's like i did that and did you notice when he shoots at zoro zoro doesn't even flinch no i didn't notice that he just gets pissed he just looks at him um and then we got the transponder snail with garb. I I miss is that, that is that like their phones? Yes. Yeah. Is that like what the heck is yeah, that? Yeah, but I didn't think that they Yeah, I didn't think that they I mean, I don't know if they explained it in the anime or if Derek you just told us what mm-hmm. that was, but I I wanted to know what people thought about it who hadn't seen the anime and if they were like what the fuck is this snail <laughs> I thought <laughs> I I remember seeing a picture of it on Twitter or something like that and I thought it was a character like I thought it was a specific character and then I saw it in the episode and I was like what did they just throw this character away or something like what the heck is this a phone is nope, this their normal a... phone yes <laughs> That's weird. The noise it's that a, it made. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why is it a snail? That's, Why does it it's, have a beard? No. Why so, is it so big? <laughs> what the heck? Like- That's what she said. <laughs> um, uh, so the, the joke with transponder snails is that they are often made to look like the person that has the snail. So like the the snail that Garp had looks like Garp. And there was actually one on Morgan's desk too that 
if you got a glimpse of it, it even had the iron jaw like Morgan. Okay, that um, makes sense. But the thing that they didn't do that they do in the anime, it's like, you know, you have your two parts of your phone. You have your microphone that you listen to and and your, you know, your, well, I guess microphone that you talk to and your speaker that you listen to and that switch. So there we go, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> so Garb had the microphone that he was talking to, but there was nothing he was listening to. And in the anime, the snail actually talks. <laughs> and that's the Ew. that's the speaker. That's <laughs> and gross. so it's like talking through like the that. snail. <laughs> and then and then you've got the microphone to talk back. Because um, it sounds it's the person's voice who's on the mm. other end of the phone, right? Is the voice that comes through the snail. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's the voice of the other person. Okay. At least it doesn't have like its own like Siri voice or something. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's the same thing every time. Um the thing that I miss that I missed with it, I didn't like I really liked the snail. I thought it was funny. So in the anime, they have like I've I've really debated of making it my ringtone, I swear. Um, because there's actually a transponder snail ringtone you can get uh on your phone. And like the the anime one it goes bada 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 bada. And then when you pick it up, it goes click. <laughs> <laughs> so like i just i wanted to hear when he picked up the microphone i just wanted to hear it go gullick <laughs> that's i'm very uh um i miss it i missed a gullick <laughs> i don't know it's such a silly thing but i it think is. for such a silly thing they did it pretty good they put it so seems... much detail into it like the yeah. you could see all of its like hair follicles and stuff which yeah. is kind of wild it it kind of seems like how uh almost kind of like how dogs are in real life where like a lot of people will say that it, it resembles the owner <laughs> in some capacity okay i didn't even notice the one on captain morgan's desk it was just, I just barely the beard yeah didn't even make the connection now until you until you said that like, yeah, like... it did have a beard for a reason i feel like <laughs> they need to release some sort of toy or like figurine of all the different snails that like if they end up showing more, if they like, have another season or something, that would be really cool. And they're like they'll every once in a while they'll show someone in the anime with like that wears sunglasses, like that's part of the normal character. So the snail will have sunglasses on. Oh, <laughs> or you could like make I, your I own. Don't like these. I don't like the snail. <laughs> the more y'all, the more y'all describe them, the more I'm just like, oh god, this is weird. <laughs> these things are freaky. It's so it's so ridiculous. It's funny. Is <laughs> like your own real life gary okay but imagine <laughs> oh God, gary. imagine <laughs> having a snail just that, sitting on your desk that looks like you <laughs> and it acts and it acts as a phone there's nothing else but acts but at as least a phone. it's not like leaving snot trails all over your house like it just until you pick it up you pick it up and there's just a wet spot how would you text on it just poke it i don't know <laughs> Hey, hey, snail! Send a message to Derek. It's voice so it's, recognition. So now it's Siri. <laughs> what would you like the message to say? Would you like to say? <laughs> I mean, he picks it up. He's like, "Wait, I picked it up. Why is it still ringing?" <laughs> That's can I message. set my own? Can I set my own ringtone for this thing for this snail? 
I don't know. Ooh, maybe. I've never heard one that sounded different than any others. They all do that. Bada, 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 bada. Bada, 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 bada. <laughs> Are these things organic? Yes, they, they're they they're living things. Yeah, there's oh. one scene where, like, somebody's feeding one. I don't know where that happens, but, like, it's got lettuce in its mouth or something. Now you gotta like, take a care picture. of it, too? <laughs> Evidently, I guess. <laughs> I didn't know that. Does it go to the bathroom? Do you have to clean? Like, Probably, if it eats. If it eats, it's gonna use the bathroom, right? Yeah. And now you have snail trails all over your house, Whitney. Oh. Maybe it sits in, like, a litter box. <laughs> I mean, we didn't see one on Garth's desk. No, maybe it just like he puts it there at night. <laughs> he puts it in the litter box at night. So yeah, when he's done for the day, he's like, "All right, the the work day's done. I can put this over there now." We are thinking into this snail so fucking much. Whether it's like it's you, dirt I mean, hey, it's fine. Litter. You can't just throw in a snail that looks like a person but acts as a phone. <laughs> not expect us to question it. I mean, that's, that's absolutely fair. <laughs> um, and then the last note I have, Buggy in this tent was actually kind of menacing. Like mm. in the in the anime, he's a very comic relief, jokey kind of person. Like he's never seen as any sort of real threat or anything, and he. He was kind of he was pretty menacing in this. Like his laugh was kind of, you know, maniacal, and, and there was not a point where you see him and you're like, okay, this guy's an idiot. He's kind of a joke. Like it's like, okay, who the fuck is this now? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I like the the first time we see him, and there I've seen pictures of him from the manga where he's draped over the chair in that exact pose. <laughs> Um, and I just really like that they did that. And I love how he interacts with his wanted posters, snatches it away. And we see that, I think this is the highest bounty we've seen so far this episode, mm-hmm. except for Gold Roger, because we couldn't see his. But um, so that tells us right away that he's probably mm-hmm. bad news, right? That's coming up. And <laughs> what was so funny was, is it Kabaji? Is that how yeah. you say his name? his uh lackey he's like there were three of them they must have been planning this for months yeah I was like, all of this was on the fly so. come on guy <laughs> yeah. um anything else you want to talk about on this episode amanda matt anything or on um, or on this last great. scene um what else did i have anything else everybody looked really good i thought I don't know. Yeah, I thought the I thought the costumes and the effects and everything looked great. Yeah. I do have two questions okay. as an overall kind of thing. Okay. Um so obviously with Netflix's history, there's no way this show is going on for a thousand episodes. Um, no. Nope. So if they shorten the whole story up to like three seasons or they just outright cancel it, how are y'all going to feel about that? So it's I not going to, it's, it's not going to bother me. I mean, I well, want to see more of it because I think that they've done a good job with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, But I don't know how much, cause like, so we're only 93 episodes in to the anime mm-hmm. And they've jammed in 
I don't know how many episodes of that is in this, but I think they said the manga was like 95 episodes or 95 chapters of the manga is what this eight episode season is. So it I did mean, if they continue on that path, then it's like going to take a while. So I don't really expect them to, to do it that way. I would assume that they would have to adjust it to fit more in but then like some of the other arcs that we've gone through recently have been a lot shorter than this east blue one like it seems like it's i don't know one of them was like 15 episodes maybe so it's not as much story to tell Mm -hmm. this episode covered about about four episodes between the shanks flashback like everything that happened in present day would have been three episodes and then the shanks flashbacks covered another episode it was episode four so yeah this covered about four episodes of the manga um or of the of the anime and i will say it has been spoiled to me where this first season cuts off so if you were to watch this whole season of the live action it would get you through 45 episodes of the anime now at this point i've only seen one episode so i can't say that it's a substitution to where if you watch this you can start at episode 46 on the anime (laughs) um because like i feel like at this point i feel like you would not be able to because if you do then the characters are going to be very very different and i I can already tell you i'd be completely confused yeah i i think the characters would be very different And I think that because they are shortening 45 episodes into eight, that I feel like there's going to be some character building that is missed in this, even small amounts um, compared, compared to the anime. But like, that's something that I definitely want to talk about whenever we do finish on it. If I feel like, you know, stuff's missing or, you know, if Whitney and Amanda do. Um, But that's something that, that we'll talk at talk about in the future for sure i think for me it's going to depend on if they get a season two and see how it goes i feel like most people even fans of the anime like this series Mm -hmm. and thought they did a good job especially compared to like cowboy bebop and the death note live actions that were pretty almost universally not well received um and i think in comparatively they like this one a lot more Mm -hmm. so i feel like it's gonna get a season two um i hope it gets a season two but i mean even with shows i used to love like game of thrones i was so ready for every new season we had and then of course everybody knows how that went towards Mm -hmm. the end i don't know i don't know how much um how much longer he's gonna plan to write his manga and how much longer the anime is gonna go he says he's on the final saga now. So <laughs> if it ends before, it's kind of like, I know I'm comparing it to Game of Thrones, but like that story is not finished yet. The The author has mm-hmm. not finished those books, but then they finished the series first. So, and I guess it remains to be seen if it's going to be the same ending. I feel like in general it probably will be, but I don't know. I feel like if it's not good, then I'll be okay with it being canceled or whatever but as Mm -hmm. of right now i'm kind of hoping i see more like i'm ready to watch more right now and i've already finished eight episodes (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
All right. So my my next question kind of contradicts what what you just said, Whitney. I, I don't. I mean, for me, from what I've seen from people who watch the One Piece anime, excluding y'all or people in, like in our Discord community, but people that I know that have seen the original anime and people like that I've seen on Twitter and whatnot seem to not like this show the live action really hmm. i've not seen, seen a lot all. of good stuff on twitter um i've seen i watched a ton of review and reaction videos between starting this on friday and people who have not seen it before and also people who are like diehard fans like they read the manga they've watched all the anime have really liked it and i even saw a few say you know they've made some changes they've done this they've done that differently but i'm okay with it because it's like a totally different entity, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I've seen a lot of positive. I haven't seen a ton. I think where some of the people who aren't happy with it are people who were hoping for a one-to-one -one adaptation, which yeah, I just don't fair. think is possible here. No. And I don't know that it would make a lot of sense anyway, if they that, did it that way. Yeah, that, that was one of my biggest things too is in watching this and obviously again i'm gonna say i haven't seen the original anime but i feel like you can get away with a lot more stuff in an anime or animation in general than you can in live action so it's definitely Absolutely. gonna be a lot harder to to translate one-to-one -one. well like just so that, that does make sense like where they have all three nami zoro and luffy at the bar at the marine base together that didn't happen at the marine base but it made sense in the live action to put them all in the same place to get the action started and i'm okay with that change mm -hmm. and i mean i'm just gonna say it i'm sorry but i like the live action a little bit better than the anime i mean <laughs> I'm gonna say right now. is that controversial i mean i mean i I think it moves things <laughs> along at a pace that is acceptable. Like, because there are just some things that take a little bit longer. Like, I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but sometimes I think like this maybe like half of an episode that we watch in the anime like doesn't really need to be its own episode. Like, they'll they'll end it and then start a new episode where they could have just wrapped it up in the last one. Mm. So that makes sense. I mean, I think that's, there's a lot of stuff that they can condense and it still makes sense to me so far the way that they've done it. Mm -hmm. And that's a pretty common uh, complaint, I think, even by people who are fans of the anime. They say sometimes the pacing is not ideal. Absolutely. And so wow. it's... So after, like, episode 500-ish, the pacing gets worse in the anime um so at that point there's actually a something called one pace <laughs> um nice. that you can go to and you can and it it cuts out all of the bullshit and so it makes everything a lot faster paced if that makes sense it cuts out all the extra fluff that's there oh yeah so you can kind of move through it faster um like what we were talking about before before we started recording with with uh, the Clone Wars. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And Rebels and all that. Yeah. Um, so that, but yeah, I like, I see what uh, Whitney's absolutely talking about. And I, I get that with liking this better than the start of the anime, because the anime does start slow. It, 
it absolutely does. Um, it takes a lot of time to make sure certain moments hit right instead of jumping around from from scene to scene to scene. And not saying again, I I get why this. I'm not saying it's bad the way the live action did it. I I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I I can definitely see it's it's different and definitely paced better for sure. All right, all right. Well, uh, any more quotes? Oh, I yeah. didn't have a quote. I just had one thing. I thought that the camera work was really good in this, or it was interesting the way it that was. they shot certain scenes and then the angles that they used. And then there, I don't know how many times it happened, maybe one or two, but they split screen and did like, oh yeah, the three of them and on the top and then whoever it was on the bottom which was kind of cool that reminded me of the original uh incredible hulk movie yeah how they try to make it comic booky you know yeah yeah that was very similar but like there were a lot of really close-up shots like forced close-ups mm -hmm. that were kind of disconcerting like especially like with roger in the beginning yeah um it's so it's kind of fun i don't know if any of you have ever read manga before um but it's it's backward so instead of reading left to right oh, yeah. you read you read right to left yeah my daughter has a few and so it's odd because like i do read i read the new chapters when they come out now and so i'm at the point now where i read manga more much more than i do like any marvel comics or whatever which i barely have Damn read it. any like <laughs> most <laughs> of the time i'm just like seeing <laughs> seeing like a you know a panel from marvel on instagram or or whatever else but i'm so used to reading right to left now instead of left to right that i end up reading marvel backward <laughs> uh, you know so there's, like wait there's this a, doesn't uh, make sense <laughs> there's a deadpool manga it's called there? deadpool deadpool samurai i have uh i have one that's awesome I think there's two issues but that's yeah, pretty cool that's awesome okay right, uh quotes Okay, I had one, I had one more. It was right at the end of the episode when ever Zoro slams the safe down, and Nami was like, "Hey, be careful with that!" And like they start like spatting back and forth, and Luffy just like he's like, "Well, oh. <laughs> I'm sensing a little bit of tension amongst the crew," <laughs> and like just the way he delivered that line i was like this is perfect and so innocent <laughs> like he's trying to be a captain he absolutely moment. is he's like this is my first order as captain is to try to solve the tension in my crew <laughs> <laughs> so i really liked that little line there i thought that was funny okay and pirate pals okay amanda you said you thought you knew who i was going to use earlier was it Kabaji? It's not, but that was a really good one. And I thought he was, he looks exactly like he, he does. does. He does. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Really I picked one of my favorite uh, pirates, Lucky Roo. <laughs> I knew it was going to be Lucky Roo. Nice. Here he is from the anime, and I've loved him ever since I saw him banging people <laughs> on the head with his meat stick. Whoa, 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't yeah. be dirty. 
L- lucky Ruby. Sorry, but you can't just he, say that. He beats oh. people with his meat. I didn't make the connection the that that was the action. same guy. And Shanks even makes a little comment about like don't drop it's him, he's telling him to be easy with the devil fruit box and he's like, I bet you'd be more careful if it was a like a lamb or something like that. Yeah. It's a nice little touch. Um yeah, get a lucky Rue. <laughs> um okay. And on to the piece of shit. Any nominations? I don't know. I loved everybody so much. This one was hard. I really had to think about this. I would say I want to say Helmepo, but I liked his character so much. Like he was so <laughs> I, know. I think we gave maybe. it to Helmepo and no, we didn't even have it in these episodes. I forgot. Maybe we didn't start until like episode 30. Maybe Captain Morgan. Okay. He's kind of an asshole. Yeah. What was um Captain Morgan's son's name? Helmepo. Yeah, okay, that's that's who I'd go with. Okay. That's a good one. See, I would have gone Captain Morgan, but I was like, well, he's I was like, he's not as much of an asshole here as he is in the anime. So I I don't anyway, the the guy that I chose is the Marine that Nami tricked and took his uniform. (laughs) Oh like (laughs) this man <laughs> let his guard down and he set off a whole chain of events you can't let uh, that happen I know like <laughs> if he would not have done that Nami would not have gotten in there to get the map Luffy would not definitely have not been able to get that map without Nami like all of that shit that happened in there the only thing that might have still happened is Zoro getting free because I still think Zoro would have or Luffy would have went in and tried and let Zoro go but nothing else that happened would have happened. It was that guy's fault. But he's a short king. That's probably the first woman he's talked to him well, in forever. Oh, come on. You know what? Here, all, I'm, all I'm saying is if he was taller like the other guy, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, like that's something you can control. Way to body shame, Derek. Just saying. So, like, I, I will add... All the talk about Marines in this episode threw me off every time it was mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very confusing at first. So, well, personally, being one, every time I heard it, I was like, wait, what? If somebody <laughs> ever talked Marine? to me, if somebody ever talked to me out of my uniform and put it on, and this whole chain of events happened, I think I would have, I, I, I can't just quit, but I would have wanted to have quit. I would have accepted the the loss of somebody talking me out of my uniform, taking it, wearing it, and then trying to trick, you know, higher higher command. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I was this guy, I would have. I would not have. I would not have had the same reaction as him. I would have been a lot more of uh, accepting the loss. Yeah. Instead of um, this guy who's like, wait a minute, you took my uniform. <laughs> so I don't know. So, man, I'm just going to fill you in. I don't know if this is something that they talk about in the rest of the of this season or not. So the Marines are the sole um, authority in the entire world. They don't have city cops or county cops or FBI or any of that shit. 
the only wow. sense of law and order is the Marines. And it's just one group. It's not even like different countries have a different army. It's all one army. They are all okay. run. They are all that run by fair. one government. That <laughs> sounds quite, quite I know. fair and right. <laughs> it's the... It's balance, the, perfectly balanced as it should be. <laughs> yeah, it's one government that controls the entire world with one unit of authority being the Marines. Yeah, we like that. <laughs> Sarcastically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so are we are we giving it to Helmepo then? That's what it sounded like most of the voices were. That's sure. my word. Okay, Helmepo it is. I feel like we gave it to him before. No, we didn't give it to him before because we haven't seen him. Okay. Um, MVPs. I mentioned mine earlier. I said I could come back to him later. This yeah. is who I was talking about. Shanks. Okay. In my opinion, I think it's Shanks. I actually really like the leader slash kind of i don't want to say father figure but like that kind of adult mentor yeah that I have kind been... of adult mentor to to uh uh i keep wanting to say luffy luffy <laughs> um the whole the whole um not using violence unless it's absolutely necessary I thought was a good lesson to teach him, especially as young as he is. The whole not being ready. I know kids, even me as a kid, you you want to be this adult so bad. You want to be this grown up so bad. You want to do all these things so bad. But then when you actually get there, you realize, man, I didn't know what exactly I wanted. And now I'm here and I just want to go back. He's trying to prevent him from having that kind of regret and teach him that there's a lot more to it than just what it looks like on this surface level. Mm -hmm. I think, I think Shanks is a lot better of a mentor than uh, kind of how it seemed. Mm -hmm. I, I a hundred percent agree with you. And actually all those reasons are the, whenever we watch the first set of five episodes, Shanks got the MVPs for that very reason that you just named. You um, should. Yeah. I I, should. Like I am, I did not have Shanks wrote down, but I am all like, I am completely okay with giving it to him. Cause even though I do have nitpicks about kind of the way his character was done. Cause like I said, he was kind of in the anime, he's more of the fun uncle while he still has this fatherly side and still teaching Luffy the lessons. He still has fun with Luffy and they joke around a lot. They laugh a lot. And we didn't really see that Shanks in in the live action, but that that a uh, father figure and the person that's just trying to help Luffy learn the ways of the world and learn how he needs to be ready to act if he's going to be a good pirate in the world. All that the basis of Shanks is still there in this anime for sure. So while I have my nitpicks, the his his basis is still there so i'm i'm 100 okay with giving it to shanks can i just ask amanda and whitney a question that's kind of well definitely i guess spoiler alert for the rest of the season or okay. as far as y'all have seen does is there is there more flashbacks of shanks throughout the episodes or is this the only one yeah there is there more are. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's what I figured. So, because I this flashback, like it continues on, and all of it is in one episode on the anime. So, like, there's still pieces of it, like an ending that we haven't seen yet in the live action. So, yeah, there there is more for for sure to finish off the flashback okay. at least. So yeah, I'm thinking maybe you're gonna see more, at least from what I've picked up on it so far, and what I can assume. I I imagine you'd probably see more of that kind of fun uncle side of him where they are laughing and joking around. Maybe I hope so. On. I hope so. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything <laughs> beyond this, but that's just my assumption. Mm-hmm. So. Um. So I had three nominations. One of them I've tried to nominate before for the same reason. Actually, I think it was the last time we saw this scene when we were in Logtown. Good old Gold Roger. Like, talk about an impact. Man, this guy literally set the world on fire with a few words. That beginning of the scene, that first scene was absolutely awesome. Um, And, like seeing the absolute dread on Garp's face, I think just says it all for the, for what Roger did there with just a few simple words, just absolutely changing the world for over 20 years. Now, a couple sentences from him has, has done everything, has set this all up. Um, the second one, Nami, <laughs> I loved her in this episode. Um, Nami was awesome. And the whole thing about, Stealing the Marines uniform. I, again, we already talked about how I think that, well, that was kind of, you know, that sucked that the Marine let her do that, but she still was able to properly execute that. She had the uh, intelligence to do so. She was able to talk her way out of the whole situation. Um, and like, yeah, sure, her and Luffy ended up with the map. And had it not been for her, Luffy 100% would have not ended up with that map. There isn't, there is no way he could have gotten through there without her. So like where they are going now and what's to happen in the future is because Nami was there. And then lastly, as kind of a joke, Garp's transponder snail. (laughs) Like I had to get the, I had to get the snail in there. He deserves it. Matt no. is 100% against that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't even consider that thing a character. <laughs> that is that is a thing. Someone <laughs> call Peter. Uh, yeah. Damn it. Okay. Amanda, Whitney, any uh, nominations? I didn't really have nominations. I was kind of just hoping it would come to me. okay Um, i see merits for both of those i think you know none of this would be happening without gold roger but i also think like what i said earlier luffy would not be who he is i don't think without shanks um and luffy could have grown up to be a very angry human um they mentioned several times that he has no one that he's a street urchin um, I think even I can't remember his name, but Shanks's first mate, the guy who wears black with the long hair, Ben Beckman. He's, yeah, he's so easy. <laughs> oh, that's him, who that you know? is. I, I keep fucking love that name, Ben Beckman, and I'm like, I don't know who they're talking about. Who is that? <laughs> yeah, he's 
I mean, he doesn't look crazy, I guess, is why I never notice him. He just has long hair and a black shirt. Hmm. And that's the one criticism I'd seen that people thought he didn't look enough like the anime version, I guess, because he's not tall and skinny, but whatever. Um, I, I'm more inclined just from how present he was throughout the episode to give it to Shanks because he was more of a presence there and he did more in the episode if that makes sense absolutely with affecting luffy's character because if luffy was still going to become a pirate without shanks he could have turned out to be like captain morgan or not captain morgan he's not a pirate but you know that kind of attitude Mm -hmm. and that demeanor i would say buggy i was going to say kuro but kuro's a lot kuro's smart (laughs) well Luffy's smart. He's just he's, not. He's smart he, in different ways. Like he's not logical at all. Mm-hmm. Amanda, I agree. <laughs> Shanks, yeah. is good, no, Shanks is a good option. Cool. Like, he, I think, I don't know. I felt like he. There might have been a scene. I forget exactly what they discussed, but it seemed like he instilled that right or wrong thing in Luffy. And then obviously he carries that later on. And like when he's talking to Kobe, he's like, well, there are good and bad pirates and there are good and bad Marines too. So he's kind of kept up with that. And Mm -hmm. it seems like he's ended up on the right side of things because of Shanks, which is good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely fair. Okay, so Shanks get the gets the Shanks, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Um so before we head out, Matt, I have a couple of questions for you. No pressure. Uh, <laughs> are you thinking about keeping watching it all? Are you going? Are you going to finish the the live action? If not, it's okay. I'm just asking. Probably not. Probably not? Okay. Then I'm not going to ask my second question. No, 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 ask it anyways. Ask it anyways, okay. Does this put any interest in you as far as possibly starting the anime? It it did a little bit more than just the anime being, you know, the only, well, not the only because there's also the manga, but being the only, uh, you know, watchable form of the show. It mm-hmm. it did for, for a few minutes put that kind of, you know, I should give it a try. Okay. All right. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. So next week, we will be reviewing episode two with a different guest. We've got Mad Trivia John coming on next week. Um. So again, Matt, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you want to throw your plugs out there? Uh, yeah, just a very vendetta podcast on your Apple, or not Apple specifically with your podcast platform <laughs> of choice um and yeah you know we haven't posted an episode in a while but the gears are turning the wd-40 is being sprayed the cobwebs are being dusted off that's all i'm gonna say all right you got enough episodes there there's a lot of episodes give it give it a try okay. and you um, might and maybe... hear some familiar voices from this podcast yeah you might possibly <laughs> it could it could be a four for four eventually at Amanda. Yeah, I haven't been on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been a uh-huh. hermit. I haven't been on anyone else's podcast yet. 
how many episodes yes, no. i think i've just been on on two right because we did john wick and then we did the april fools yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i think okay all right well thank you so much everyone for listening to us and you can find us on twitter instagram and tiktok at going mary pod yeah no yeah that's it <laughs> like i i forgot are you sure about that? <laughs> no. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Kind of. <laughs> so you can also support the show by leaving us a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. You know, send us feedback, shoot us messages, let us know what you're thinking of the live action or the anime, or, you know, if you're someone that's new to the live action and giving it a shot, you know, let us know if, if the anime is something you're thinking about picking up. Um, you know, we just want to hear from you. We want to know your thoughts on absolutely everything. Tell me what favorite color you're in. I, you know, tell me what your favorite color is. I really, I really, Purple. you know, Green. I care. Green. Green. Okay, chrome. That's Everyone, not a chrome? color. What? What? <laughs> That's a finish. You're such a bowl. Chrome it. <laughs> okay, Derek is not allowed to have a favorite color anymore. Noted. Chrome is absolutely a color. all right y'all i hope you have an absolutely amazing week see ya bye bye